and welcome to the Ten Pence Arcade Podcast. My name is Victor Marland, aka Vertvec. Hiya. Hi Vic. I'm Sean Holly, aka Sean Holly. I don't say the in your face anymore. No. Are you the artist formerly known as In Your Face? It's a bit aggressive, isn't it? Well, yeah. In your face. In your face. That's better, isn't it? That's nicer. (laughs) How you been, mate? All right, thank you. I've not been doing a lot because hopefully by this time next month we'll have the arcade club back over and I can get back in there and get talking rubbish to customers. Nice one. Hello, sir. How would you like a a A Vimto. A Vimto, a cheeky Vimto. How long have you been off work now then? It's ages, isn't it? Since last November. Oh, my Lord. That's a long time. We, we We thought we'd... There was a a little sort of glimmer of hope that we could open in December. I don't know if, I don't know if you remember, but it never happened. Yeah. So we're now looking at 17th, 20th of May, Thursday the 20th of May, kids. Nice one. Get, get down there. Everyone that listens to this podcast gets in for free. Oh, do they? Are you sure about that? Has Andy I've given just, you go ahead on that yet? I've just been sacked. <laughs> <laughs> Talking uh, of the COVIDs uh, and everything, I forgot to tell you a minute ago when we were chatting. I've got my vaccination tomorrow. Oh, I've had mine. Have you? Did, did you feel good after it? Was it okay or did you feel a bit rough? I had it on the Wednesday lunchtime. Thursday, I felt very fluy, very tired. Really? Achy, lethargic, and I just slept like almost all Thursday. Friday, okay, just a little achy arm. Yeah. And so it was like a 24-hour thing, really. Yeah. I've heard, which one did you have? I had the... Well, it's this guy on the street. It was called the 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 Billy Billy Dave's Pop Up Injection Club. <laughs> you went for that, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. He's, he's really good. The needle, needle looks a bit dirty, to be honest, but he, he did a good job. It's it a javelin. Quid. No, it's an Astro Blaster one. The Astro Blaster. Astro Blaster. One. Twisted Astro Blaster. I don't know. Yeah, I've yeah. no idea what I'm going to get. At least going to jab something at me. Like, thank you very much, and off I go. Simple mm. as that. Yeah. Yeah. So at least I'll leave a little bit early tomorrow, and. It's all going to be good. I can't wait to be back to normal again. I cannot wait to be fighting fit, ready to go. And the street. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're going for a lot of country wars, which is one good thing. You know, found some lovely little local country places. Wars. Where country warring wars? Warring with the country people. Pitchforks yeah. and stuff. Have some of that, you country folk, with your Here, strange Get off accents. my land. Yeah, well, it was just... Yeah, so we're doing that. I'm playing a lot. Okay, playing not a lot of games, a few games, a lot. Mm. I've been quite busy, but I've had a little renewed uh, interest in the arcade. We will talk about that a little bit later on and why. But I've been playing um, yeah, I mean, bits and bobs, actually. Um, so I have been playing. But what I forgot to say, uh, this is about two podcasts ago. I was meant to mention this. I completely forgot to do it, which is it's a shame on me, shame on me. Our friend Mr. Tronads, the terrible Dr. Trollnads, he made himself a buttons controller for Main to play Tubin with. You know, Tubin's got five buttons. Yeah. It's like your your leg and your arm and a throw a can or something. But Mm. because you can't can't really play it with a joystick and it's a bit difficult on keys, the arcade machine had two sets of controls, two lots of five buttons for two players. And obviously Mr. Mr. Tronads liked Tubin. It's quite a good game if you get into it. Um. 
he made his own one. He asked me a few questions about the boxes and stuff because I made all these controllers for different consoles and stuff. And uh, he showed me pictures of it. He's actually done a really decent job. Seeing as he's not a he's not an engineer or uh, a skilled person with tools and that sort of thing. He's a, I think he's an IT guy, isn't he? By profession, yeah, yeah. he did a really good job of it. Really nice. I'm not sure if he's if he's got onto Arcade Art Shop Ollie Muddy Music to get himself a control panel overlay for it. Yeah, for some artwork. It was just a a plain box. It looked really nice. Really nice and neat. The buttons were quite nicely spaced out. They weren't odd or wonky or off to one side. Or everything. He obviously measured it quite well and done a good job of it. Really nice. Liked it. So if any of our of our listeners have made their own controls or made their own control panel for arcade games or consoles, send them in. I'd like to see what they look like. Because I'm really interested in... I'd like making the things myself. I just want to see what everyone else is doing. It's good. Ew. Even better than that, if you've actually got yourself on video building it, that'd be quite cool. Because I keep meaning... I want to start like a, a bunch of makers YouTube channel, but there's just not enough people really doing it. I want to get a collective of us mm. together videoing what we make and how we make things, you know, um, sort of like when you make it, what mistakes you make, how you fix things, how you get around certain problems, that sort of stuff. You know, it's, it's nothing to do with look at me, look what I can do. It's I'm going to have a go at this and see if I can make it. And then obviously discuss how you do it better next time or what mistakes you made or what things you might have done differently and what advice you can give to people. I think it'd be really cool. But there's just not enough people around doing it. I know some people doing it, and they're not really interested in making the videos, unfortunately. Uh, I suppose you've got to... Making videos is time quite time-consuming. That's the only problem, I think. That's what a lot of people have a problem yeah. with. You, you could call it Vix Sticks. Vix Sticks. Yes, that'd be pretty good. I also keep meaning um, to get a USB spinner. Do you know certain companies like, I think... Ultimark make them. They make a USB spinner, so it's the same size as a standard arcade button, 29 mil hole. So you can just pop it in a 29 mil hole, but you know, put a nut on the back of it, or whatever. And it's USB, so it acts like a, a mouse, I presume. But they're quite pricey. But I keep meaning to get one of those and make a nice control box up for it, so I can play games, you know, spinner games and that sort of thing. Because there's quite a lot of spinner games. We haven't really touched upon them on the arcade podcast, have we? No, I think if if we're playing a simple one like Arkanoid or something, it would work well with just a mouse. Yeah, but, but well, I don't know. As, you don't you don't have that control, as, do you? Not as with, good with a, spinner, as a spinner. That's exactly what you need, or even a trackball. I think with a trackball, you can just lay your hand on it, left and right. With a mouse, you've got to sort of hold it and grip it and press the buttons when you're doing the firing and all that sort of stuff. I think it would be better with a dedicated spinner knob and a button. Yeah, mm, I need to do that because yeah. we, we do. We've missed a, a ton of criminally missed a ton of games that are really good with spinners we should do one we should do one yeah and i'll i'll you've actually i've still got that trackball that you yes you got the trackball did you yeah yeah i used it a bit for operation wolf and it worked fine oh really yeah yeah really good actually yeah yeah didn't beat me though did you no you i I don't know what happened i just completed the go the game on a second go i've never played it before yeah I'm like, not sure what happened. I was talking to my wife when I was playing it and just taking the mickey out of it. And I just did it. I was like, is that it? Is, is it normally easy? Everyone's going, no, what's wrong with you? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> weird. Yeah, some weird kind of savant. Yeah, I don't know what's that, that about. Really odd. Yeah. Oh, there's been some intruders, some imposters. Yeah, there has. Apparently, there's another podcast called the Ten Pence Podcast. Not the Ten Pence Arcade Podcast, 
just the 10 pence podcast it's a couple of young lads just talking about stuff isn't it it's nothing to do with arcades yeah i don't know i don't know why it's 10 pence it's, I, think I think they're, they're giving about... their the saying usually is oh, i'll give you my two pence worth if you're giving some advice or two cents worth if you're american yeah. but i presume they're giving five lots of advice i don't know they're, they're 10 pence worth i'm not sure it's but just like it's not us it's young young lads banter like oh, football and oh no fo- football and clubbing and what clubbing that's horrible yeah. Oh, not that kind of clubbing, right? And drinking, and it's not, 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 it's not, not even IPA. I don't think it's nothing to do with us, anyway. You know, not us, definitely not. Give us. it, give it a listen, kids, if you want to, want to see, and then just, just spam them with. Yeah. Um, can you, can you recommend a joystick for joust? Yes. And <laughs> right. what are the new biscuits like? They're going, <laughs> What? What are you on about biscuits for? Huh? Yes. So it's not us. Definitely not us. Hmm. Guess what, Vic? What I've been up to. Just a second. Without reading a minute. Just like to squeeze my little ducky up there a second. Go on. It's nice that. I've finally, you know, I've had problems with losing sync on the OK Baby monitor for for, for, for years, in fact. Yeah. Never never been able to sort it out. I've, I've got a, Is it on certain pick. games or does it all, do it all the time? It's kind of random. It is oh, kind of random. That's, that's annoying, isn't it? I look, the monitor's been looked at, the power supply's been looked at, I've got a different graphics card, different PC, different cables. Ugh. And I was I was reading some some thing on the things yeah. on that interwebs. On the internet. And they recommended soldering, bypassing this is a JPAC problem, bypassing the sink on the JPAC, soldering two pins together at the back. Okay. I and that, this sounds and, familiar. I think I've done this before, you know. Yeah, and it, and so the JPAC's got nothing to do with the sync. Oh, it's, so it doesn't it, switch it itself. It lets the computer no. do that sort of thing. So I think that, so I've put a thread there, and this guy said a while ago, actually, that every, J, every JPAC he uses, he does this hack. And I haven't had a single, I've had it on, like, a lot. So I'm still playing a lot of Black Tiger. Yeah. And it's not lost sync once. Oh, so that must be that fixed then. That must be it, yeah. Do you know what? I, I distinctly remember doing that on a really old JPAC. Because I've had quite a few of them over the years. Mm. From, from the very first, you know, the, the old, remember the old big big PS2 connector PS2. ones? I had one yeah, of those yeah. from a long, long time ago. And I think I did it on one of them. But I also, I've also had a JPAC where one of the inputs died, it didn't work. I think like left didn't work or something. And I actually mm. changed it. I pulled the pin up, wired it to another control like button seven or something you don't use. And I use and changed it in MAME and it still works by using it bypasses that you have left as button seven or something silly. Yeah. So I've done that before. So if they if you do if a JPAC does break down and the warrant it's out of warranty or whatever, you can fix them. Uh, and if you've got a problem with it, give us a shout and I'll try and remember how to do it. But yeah, you can do that. Yeah, That's I don't nice think you got fixed, though. I don't think there's anything wrong with them. I just think they have certain problems with certain monitors. Yeah, because there's so many different types of graphics card, monitor, etc., etc., etc. You can't get them right on all of them. But if you turn that bit off by doing that little jumper hack, I presume mm. it doesn't. It doesn't change it. it just can't change it anymore. Yeah, I cool. didn't do the sold. I didn't do the soldering, by the way. You can tell because I still. That. I've still got all my fingers. Look, kids, I've still got... There's yeah, they're, no all, lights. they're not all fizzled and blackened they're and burned. Like silver stuff melted. And I asked some uh, nice guy, Julian, at work to do it, and he did it in about 0.7 of a second. There you go. 
Yeah, it's right. pretty all quick right. doing two solder points, Sean, honestly. It really is. I said, all right, thanks. Are you sure that's it? Yeah, yeah, okay. I bought some solder paste the other day, talking about soldering. Oh, I bet that goes nice in a sandwich, that. Oh, yeah. It's like fish paste. Oh, it. It Ooh, fish, fish paste. <laughs> Mattersons. No, I've never used it before. It's, it's flux. I've never used flux before on, on any soldering. But apparently, it's good for it, so I'm going to try using it. Never done it. I don't know. What is that? I'm lost now. What does it do? Flux, you, you dip your solder into it for you, your solder wire into it, and it's supposed to help it flow. Oh, yeah. I've never, I've never, never used it. So, because solder has got flux in it, but um, this is supposed to help it more. So, I'm going to try it out. Because people are always going, why don't you use solder, what, solder flux? Oh, no, never used it. So, hopefully, that'll make it better, make it flow better, especially if you're joining wires, apparently. I'm really trying to not do a joke about the flux capacitor from Back to the Future. I had to stop That's doing a joke about the sink you're on about on your JPEG. I was going to go on about taps and stuff, but I refrained because everyone, people don't need just, that, do they? It's just silly. It's just silly. Yeah. We're, we're not about silly. We're not about. No, oh, we, oh. we are factual <laughs> and frank about arcade <laughs> yeah. stuff. Talking about that, someone. There's a bunch of these pictures going around recently, but it's basically a young lad with a hoodie on offering out his hand in, in you know, hello to this older guy. And the older guy's saying, my daughter says you like to repair arcade games. And the young lad's going, actually, sir, I got them, put in 61 PCBs and install LCDs. They will last forever. And then the guy's going, you have exactly 10 seconds to get the f- out of my house. <laughs> and that, that is definitely me talking to a young lad. Definitely me. Mm. Yeah, there's a few of them going around uh, with different sort of, you know, different memes, and they're quite good. I like them. Here is one thing I was going to talk about. Actually, it's actually quite a serious subject in a way. But I've, I've come across certain people and certain things before that it's happening to. And it's collection burnout. You must have mm. been, you must be familiar with this. Because we're, we're on uh, different forums. I'm on about three different forums. I only really use the arcade uh, UK VAC one, the, the arcade one. And I think I'm on Clob as well. I don't really use that much. I used to be on like the Euro one and all this sort of stuff. But the mm. UK VAC is one I use. I haven't used it for a while now, but I do go on there now and again. But you, you often get, now and again, you get people, they'll just get out of the hobby, which is fine. You know, th- their life changes or they're not playing the games anymore or, you know, they're, they're selling up and moving or they're just dropping their collection right down or whatever, you know, they need the money. Various reasons. But one of the things I see and notice some people having sometimes is collection burnout. What they do mm. is they, they get their collection together and, you know, collecting, 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 and they just get, like, a room full of stuff. And it might not be working. They might not know how to fix it themselves. They might not have uh, access to people who can fix things for them. They, and, and they just end up with basically junk it might be you might have three star wars cabs you might have a sit down outrun you might have all these fantastic things and if they're not working they're junk basically if you're not getting any joy out of them they're junk Mm. and if they're if they're broken as well they're certainly not worth anywhere near as much as they are fixed so you know you might be in a bit of a quandary you know i paid three grand for that and it's not working anyway i don't work for six years what should i do with it and you might get a grand back for it you know that sort of stuff but the advice I have to people who have that, and I've had a little bit of it myself. Sometimes when you haven't been in the garage for a while and things are not quite working or something breaks down and then, oh, that one's broken down now. Oh, I've got to pay this for that and I can't afford this and I don't know who's going to fix that for me and I don't know where I'm going to get one of these things from. I think the best thing to do is like that um, 
that lady does on that TV program where she, she sorts out stuff that you don't use, you haven't used in a year or whatever, and she chucks it all out. I'm not saying chuck everything out, but what you need to do, I think, my advice, is if you got a room full of stuff and you can't see yourself ever getting to fix it or use it, is sell it on to someone who will. For one, you're going to get a bit of money back for it. Two, you're going to get the space back, so you can actually get in and play some games. You know, if, you, if you're sort of rammed for a room and you can't get in there, make yourself a bit mm. of room so you can actually get a machine or two working so you can actually get some enjoyment out of it. You know, get the kids in there playing with you, play yourself, join us in our arcade games when we play every month and you know, get into it again rather than just looking at a load of stuff that's not working. You know, you'll get a bit of money back for it. The person you're selling it to will more than likely have access to things that will fix it or can or capable of fixing the thing. And then you're doing them a favour and also yourself and the cabinet because they're going to fix it and it's going to be working again. It's, that's what they need to do. They don't want to sit around gathering dust and getting spiders living in them. Simple as that. Arcade spiders. Arcade spiders, yeah. Mm. So I think this kind of thing, I think when people have a good clear out, is is don't you know, don't get rid of everything. Don't think, you know, that's not for me anymore, I'm out of the hobby. Stay in it. It's very, very enjoyable. It really is. But you need to sort of get rid of all the stuff that's not giving you joy and get maybe one or two or just a few a small collection of cabinets with some games in that you'll like and actually work and get some enjoyment out of it rather than just looking at a pile of stuff that doesn't work. Get rid of it. I mean, I've got a shed out the back there with monitors in there, 14-inch monitors I need to put in these ISIS cabinets. I need to work out, get some time and actually work out what ones I'm going to keep, get them serviced, working well in the cabinets, get the cabinets done and then get rid of them. Maybe keep one spare monitor and get rid of the rest. I'm sure there's people who need them for cocktail cabinets and little builds and this sort of stuff. They're not doing anything in my in my shed. Absolutely nothing. Mm. They just sat there doing nothing. And some of the stuff I've got in there, I have got plans for. I need to have, when, when I eventually move house, I'm going to have a room with all my, my games in it and they're all going to be working. And if they're not going to be working, they're going to go somewhere where they can be fixed out the way and that room is going to be a sacred arcade room where just working things live in there. So when you go That's in there, there's, idea, no, yeah. there's no messing about. There's no pulling stuff out. There's no you know, guts of arcade machines all over the floor and stopping you and your friends getting in there playing. That will go to one side or in another building and get fixed at a later date. You know, Not worry about it straight away, but it will be fixed. And everything I've got that I want is going to go in there. If there's anything left over that doesn't fit in there anymore, it's going. It's as simple as that. It's going. Ooh. And I think there's only one cabinet I've got at the moment I don't want, and that's the Centipede Mini. The Centipede uh, Cabaret. Cabaret. Yeah, it's a great really? game. It works really nice. Um, I'm really crap at Centipede. I'm not good at it at all. I haven't improved, even though I play it quite a lot. And once I get a game I'm not very good at and I don't think I can improve, I just don't really want to play it anymore. And I'd rather someone who's really good at it play it. So I'm going to sell it. It's been, it's been on for sale for a while, but people just aren't buying it at the moment. I don't know why. Maybe it's the COVID thing. Maybe they haven't got enough money, you know, been off work and whatever. But it's for sale. So if anyone wants a centipede uh, cabaret, give us a shout. It's really nice. It works really well. Uh, it's just I haven't got the room for it. I'd rather have the room back, to be honest with you. And there's nothing I want to fill it either, to be honest. Would you swap it for all of them Family Circle biscuit variety packs? If you give me a thousand of them, yeah. I'll give you seven. That's like ten quid. I'm out. And postage, free postage, Vic. You're very generous. <laughs> you can borrow it if you want, mate. Seriously. If you come and get it, you can borrow it. Uh, maybe not. 
Yeah, yeah, you're you're that yeah. interested in it. Yeah, I sort of thought. I'm, I'm like you with Centipede. I've never improved on it. I never have. I do like it, but the the, the weird thing is, I've never really improved on Cubert. And I really love playing mm. Cuba. I'll still play it and play it and play it and even rubbish at it. If I get another 2,000 points, I'll be really, really happy. But it's a game I'll go back to and go back to. But also, with the Cuba, it's got the Millstar board in it, FPGA board, and I can mm. play Cubert's Cubes. And if I could actually be bothered to make another control panel, I can play them other games on there as well. There's a bunch of games on there. Like Mad Planets hidden, and... Hidden um, gem, that, weren't it? That yeah, Cuba's oh, Cubes. Really good little game. So I've got those two on there at the moment that I can swap between so yeah that's probably why I play but Centipede I've just got Centipede in there I haven't got the the multi-board I think you need a Millipede board to have the multi-board in there and I don't really like Millipede to be honest with you I like Centipede better so yeah gonna get rid of that one it's decent yeah it's one of those games where I do know if I get rid of it I will never get one at that price because that didn't cost me very much at all it was in a real state when I first got it Mm. and I got a good deal I, I got I got a good deal because my boss wouldn't let me pay for it because I got it through work and he wouldn't let me pay for it or he paid for the pay. I can't remember, but I didn't pay a lot of money for it, but um, it should have been. And I know mm. I'll never get another one, but I, I don't. I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy with it. I'm, I don't want another one. Simple as that. I just want someone to have it because I know people really like the game and it is a great little game, just not for me. Mm, I haven't played it for a long time. So, yeah, it's one of those things. I've seen people friends before who've got you know a shed full of stuff and things aren't working they just sort of it's just mounted up on them over the years you know that hasn't fixed i mean i haven't had time to do that and then this one's gone and that one's waiting somewhere else and you think i've got nothing to play why do i bother having these things it's a waste so yeah. i think the best thing to do is you know is to cut it down a little bit and just concentrate on the ones you really want to keep even if it's just a, a main cab with lots of games on at least you can play lots of games on there Especially if it's yeah. like, you know, one you can change the monitor around, or you may have two, one with a horizontal, one with a vertical, whatever. But, I mean, just so you can get in there and play the damn things. I'm happy with one, really. Exactly, yeah. You've got it made there, I think. You haven't got a room full of stuff that isn't working, which is the problem mm. with a lot of people. I've got... What have I got here? I've got the cab. Yes, which is a an little, okay baby, isn't it? Yeah, a little bar top. I've got a Raspberry oh, yeah. Pi 400 on a little on an LCD. I've got an old a 14 inch CRT just running just old videos that come up. Mm-hmm. I've got a PC, another PC, another Raspberry Pi 3 running MAME and also yeah, so it's all working. Yeah. And there's only two CR only two CRTs in the room and four LCD. <laughs> Perhaps I could get rid of one of them, but yeah, it's all working. What you could do is get fine. rid of all the LCDs and put 29 inch CRTs in there. Yeah, get another one in, I think. In, you know how small this room is. Yeah, but it's nicely nicely made. Yes. It's That's like the thing. Me. It doesn't matter how big the, the, the room is or the space you've got. If there's nice things in it that are accessible, that's perfect. I'm nicely made. But not accessible and not perfect. Mm. Mm. That's you tell, cool. son. Elf. Yeah, get- so yeah, if you've got arcade burnout, collection burnout, get rid Work out what you need to keep, get rid, get things working, and actually play the damn things. I've been playing mine lately, and I'm a lot happier with it. I really am. Yeah, yeah, it's... You get collectors... You, well, we've said this before, the, the hobby kind of splits sometimes. You get people that love fixing and people that love gaming. Yeah. But if you love both, then you, you're sorted, aren't you? Yeah, but you've got to have the time and, and energy to do it. I mean, I haven't had energy lately to do it, because I've been doing lots of other things, you know, making stuff and working and... 
there's loads of things going on and it, it, there's not enough hours in a day if someone mm. said to me you could have anything within reason what would you want i'd say time more time to actually do things yeah you can always buy more money kind of but you can never buy more time buy more money how much money. would you pay for money sean i would pay the going rates for a pound i'd pay i wouldn't pay more than one pound twenty really is that, is that blackburn silly. rates i'm not that silly Two fifty in London. It's expensive. Two fifty for a pound coin. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Sovereigns. <laughs> <laughs> what else have you been up to? What else have you been up ooh, to? Ooh, 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 ooh. Monkey impressions. Sorry. Yeah, well done. Yeah, monkey impressions. <laughs> I got. I've been thinking of a while. Um, of a while, thinking for a while of changing my joystick because I like this. I like the Samwise stick. Is this at the work. one in your cabinet? Yes, it is. Okay. Yes. So I've swapped it. I've swapped ooh. the Simitsu, which was an LS thirty two. Yes. I should know that because I put it in there. Yeah, it's very, it's a very nice stick. Yes, but I, I do prefer the this, the sandwire ones because it's just a little bit looser. I know you can change the springs, yeah. but it's just it, and and the, it just feels better somehow. I can't put my finger on it. So I've put, I know I've what put you mean. Sand- I know exactly what you mean. I use sandwire. Uh, I use sandwire copies in the joysticks I make for people, and they're virtually the same. Mm. So, some of the ones I've had before have actually got sandwire written on the plastic base. I think they're made in the same factory. I really do. I think it's just the the little circuit boards and and the the micro switches are different. The rest of it's roughly the same, and they 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 feel really nice. So I do like those ones. And I've had a few. Sim- I got a Simitsu in my horizontal main cab in my pony, I think. Cause I got two sticks in that, and yeah. I've got one of those servo sticks in the vertical. But the servo mm. stick is modelled on a Sanwar. The one with the black base, the one that oh, I can't remember what it's called now. It's modelled on one of those. It's obviously got, it's got a gate underneath it that moves with a little with this little servo motor as well. But it feels very yeah. nice that one. I like that one a lot. But yeah, I, I usually use those Sanwar or Sanwar style joysticks. Even in my um, Isis cabs, they've all got the same because they're quite a small footprint, so they fit in a, a little control panel quite easily. Yeah, this is a a JLF eight or something. Yeah, JLF eight. Oh, okay. I don't know the numbers actually. I know what they look like, but I don't know which ones. There's so many different models, and they're not. Some of them are very finely different. They're only a little bit different. I don't. I think it's just this is you know one of them five pin connectors. You haven't got the micro switches. Yes, I know what you mean. Yeah. To put the spades on, so it's dead easy. Just put it in. I had to buy a plate, a, a converting plate. You bought I tr- one. Yeah, I tried one out of the kitchen, but yeah, it didn't. It didn't. You drilled a just, hole in it, and it just felt a bit. Yeah. Didn't it? And this is just a converting plate, so you just. You, the... you do know you've got a friend who's an engineer, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've just I've just given them a look with the eyebrows then, kids. Yeah. I've made honestly, so many of those things before. I didn't think of that. Why did I not think of that? Oh! I've made so oh, many oh. of them. So I've got many. it in a couple of days, so it's in now and it's sorted. So. Brilliant. They're, not, they're only a couple of quid, aren't they? Fiver? 11 quid. What, for a converter plate? Yeah, from Arcade World. You're joking me. No. Got lots of holes in it, so you can convert it to anything. <laughs> they done you like a kipper, my son. Probably the one you're have. thinking of, the one you're, you're speaking of, sorry, is a full-on. It's, it does everything. It does every single joystick type ever. Yeah, it's not. It's not it just does. four holes of one joystick to four holes of another. It does about twenty or thirty different holes, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. know what you mean now. Yeah, now you've said it. Yeah, but you can get very simple ones at about three or four quid. It's just got because basically in the UK maybe Europe as well, the old chip-style cabinets had, I think, the 
the pitching is 76 by 66 millimeters the hole centers mm-hmm. and i used to make that as a base and then have the holes for the japanese sticks you're you're changing it to in the middle so you bolt that to the stick and then this to the cab and it does the other way around as well but that's a very simple way of doing it what you've done is bought something that will fit any joystick on there yeah well it's, it's kind of future-proofed i suppose there's only it? one as well you haven't got a double panel on that have you it's only a single panel no single panel yeah cool. you, you you made that's perfect that is oh yeah yeah a, yeah god, god i forget what i make now because it's gracious. dead it's dead in the middle of the screen that's it's what you one, want it. one stick four buttons select and start whatever it is and that's it what i should perfect. have done what i should have done to really mess with you is just made it five mil to one side <laughs> she was sitting there going there's something ain't right something's not right and I'll be going. Can't work. <laughs> Can't work it out. That's me. Yeah, that's good though. I'm glad you did that. That's excellent. Mm. I've still got the the submits if I want to put it back in. But yes, I'm very pleased with it. Cool. Oh, what's this about you? Were uh, highlighting you, whore? What? You've been you've been moonlighting again. Oh, forgot about that. Yeah, I don't know if I mentioned this last time. A maximum power-up twin stick shooter podcast. I think I'd recorded it, but it weren't out. Right. It's just out in the last couple of days. I've got so many podcasts to listen to. I haven't been listening to podcasts for ages because I've been busy with work. I really need to catch up. My, my box is absolutely crammed. I can't get, can't get it on my box. Can't get it on because so many mm. podcasts crawling at the top of it. So yeah, I need to listen to that. Um, what was your favourite twin stick shooter? I can't tell you because it's oh, you've got to listen, got to oh. listen to it. Ma- name some of the ones that were mentioned. Robotron, obviously. Yeah, the one I've the one I've said was my favourite. It, it rhymes with Obot's gone. Oh, 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 Robert's scone. It's yeah. a, a little cake-based muffin type thing. Cake-based shooter. Yeah, we started off at, at Robotron, and obviously. And then, all the way up to next machina, I think. Did you I do? Did you do the odd, odd ones as well, or did you just do the well-known ones? Well, I did a couple of odd ones. Assault Android Cactus. Have you heard of that? No, I hadn't. But I've, I've, I've heard of Assault. A... That's a twin stick game, but it's a it's a tank game, isn't it? Yeah, it's some Namco thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I found a demo on Steam, so I was able to play it with with the look. It's the Xbox, the Xbox USB controller, the twin stick thing. Yeah. And then there's this stuff like the Jeff Minter game, Llama Tron, and we've discussed about. Is that a twin tw- stick game? Oh, it's it's like Robotron, isn't it? With the llamas, it, of course. Yeah, it very cleverly uses the Amiga one button control. Oh, so okay. You're running around with your llama, you're shooting in the direction you go, and you press your finger on the button, yeah. the shooting stays in that direction. So if you're shooting top right, you keep your finger on the button, yeah. it stays shooting top right, and you move, you can carry on moving your llama. So that's one way to get around the one button thing. I but that game isn't quite... a twin stick, obviously. Not really. It, actually, yeah, it, it just doesn't... poked a hole in your theory. It does pokey, have a pokey, twin pokey, stick. Pokey, 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 pokey. It does have a pokey, twin pokey, stick pokey, option. Pokey, pokey. <laughs> Oh, you can play two joysticks at the same time. I get it. Yeah, yeah, you can do. Is were there many games like that you could do that with? Because the Commodore sixty four had two joystick ports. I wonder if there was many on that. I tell you, one game that used two joysticks on an old system, the Atari eight hundred version of Spy Hunter used two joysticks because you could use the second joystick for the different weapons. Remember, didn't Raiders of the Lost Ark also use two joysticks? No idea. I think I think there was what? an inventory 
What, on the 2600? So, yeah. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. I'm not sure. I remember seeing in an old magazine, like probably quite recently, actually, there was a little device. It's basically a little box you put two Atari joysticks in, so they're twin sticks that holds them together. It's really pathetic, but it worked. So I presume uh-huh. there were games like that you could do that with. And mm-hmm. also, the SNES version of Smash TV used the left D-pad to move around and use the buttons which are in a sort of D-shape on the right-hand side for your, for your shooting. That works quite well. We did we do talk about that one. I've got fond memories. of I bought an arcade stick for the SNES many moons ago, and Smash TV is a, a great version. So yeah. you've got your ar- arcade stick on the left and a diamond shape for your firing, and it worked really well. Yeah, yeah, it did. Did you talk about games like QB3? Have you ever played that? You look really no, confused. QB3 was a unreleased prototype, a colour vector game, that used two two joysticks. It's really good. It's like Robotron, you know, move on the left, shoot on the right, but you're on a cube, and when you go to the side of the cube, the cube turns around, and there's baddies in there, and the, the money you've got to pick up, you've got to pick up the money and shoot the baddies without shooting the money, and as you turn around the six shaped sides of the, the cube... You, you, you finish all the baddies and you t- move the cube around. It's really cool. I played it on the Vectrex, because you can play it on Vecfi, which plays quite a lot of arcade emulations on there. And it mm-hmm. works really nicely. And the other one I can think of on the Vectrex is um, Robot Arena, which is a really cool game, but only on the Vecfever again. Is that Twin Stick? Yes. It's really good. It's really good. Oh, mm. oh I missed that one. So Mind you, there's loads of them. They need to ref- they need to go back to that in a, in a little while and do the odd ones, the ones you didn't cover. I'm sure there's plenty mm. around. I do like a twin stick. I'm not very good at them because me me left and right don't work together. But yeah, I do like them. So you mentioned some games you're playing earlier, Sean. I have been on my Mister because I've got a Mister. I'm I'm not as enamoured with it as most people are, as I've said before in this podcast. But mm. I was playing 1942 on there, and like MAME emulation, it's really good. I can't tell the difference between that and a board, to be honest with you. Yeah. A pres- a pres- maybe a seasoned player like you could, I don't know. You have to come around and play it on mine one day. But I was playing it, and I had one game, did quite well on it, I had another game, and it crashed. It crashed. I'll put a picture on here, uh, on our show notes, and it says, it all freeze the screen, and it said, ROM error, check again, 1984 Capcom. I've never seen that error before. I've never seen MAME not work properly on uh, on 1942. I've never seen it crash. And it flipping crashed. But I've played it quite a bit since, and it didn't do it since. And it hasn't been updated, so maybe something happened in a certain sequence and knackered it. I don't know. I've no idea why it crashed, but I wasn't happy at the time. wasn't mm, happy, Sean. It, it's uh, not an exact science, is it, at the minute, when they're, they're, they're taking the deconstructing the chips, aren't they, chip by chip? And then when yeah. they get when they get one that's working correctly, there's a load more games that open up and you can play yeah. them. Yeah, just different ROM sets or whatever. Mm. But it did not it didn't it did not stop my enjoyment. I've been playing it a bit more and I, I thought I beat my personal best the other day with three hundred and seventy one thousand. It's not. I think I got three hundred and eighty thousand before. But this time when I played it, I actually noticed that because I looked on my arcade sidekick. I was gonna go and update my score and realise the score that's on there is actually more than I got the other day. So I'm still happy with that. But I managed to mess up the first big plane. Uh, it's at around about level six. You get the first mini-boss. 
Yeah, 28 if you counted down. Yeah, yeah, from 34. Yeah, yeah. So that turned up right. And I was like, uh-oh. Because when, was, was, when you do the level, instead of landing on the, the aircraft carrier at the end of most levels that you do on 1942, all the baddies went away. I was like, hold on a minute. What's going on here? And then the little I, I had like one wingman left. Because you know you get the two wingmen and you usually lose one of them. He mm. disappeared. I was like, what's going on? Where, where's he gone? Where's he going? Come back. And then this big massive plane turned up. I've only seen it once before. And I got killed by it. But this time... I managed to kill it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the wingman comes back. He comes back, yeah, but he's, he's yeah. Like, oh, God, there's a big plane coming. He runs off, scared. He gets a, bit, gets a bit scared. A bit jittery. But yeah, I yeah. managed to do it. And I realise now, that's when you need the rolls. You know, you cheese and onion rolls. Mm. That's when you need the rolls, because it goes quite close to you. It shoots at you from quite a close range. And if you hit that, you can get out of the way. I used two rolls to do it. But I managed to do it. I was really pleased with myself. I'm... I really want to get half a million on that game. If I can get half a million, I'd be really, really pleased. So I'm going to keep you, playing that. You'll get there. You'll get there. Yeah, I make silly mistakes on it. Um, I might need a little bit of tuition next time we, we get together. But I do love it. It's one of my favourite vertical shooters, that game. It's one of the simple ones, that and Volgus and maybe a few others. But yeah, that one in particular, very good. I still I still play Volgus. I love it. Auto fire Volgus. You cheating get. Put it on auto fire. Put some tunes on. A couple of beers. Oh, it's great. I, I played still Volgus play the other day. Um, I just, it's so silly. You know the tunes on 1942? Most people get a real headache. I, I really like them. That and Volgus. It's just mm. that, that repetitive tune over and over again. It somehow gets in your head. and it, It's like a heartbeat. It just works. It doesn't annoy you. It just keeps working. Yeah. I'm not sure what it is. It's a weird thing, but most people it grates on their nerves. But that one's great. Love it. I love the Vogue tune. Now, normally, when someone does something silly, you say, "What was that?" and they have to do it again and embarrass themselves. But you just kept on going, then, Sean. Yeah, I was going to. I was going to. How long? How long we got to? We could do like a an hour of it. An hour. Talking of rubbish singing. Oh, no, 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 don't matter, not yet. Other game I was playing as well on the horizontal main machine next to it, on my horizontal pony, uh, Green Bertie, Green Beret. I've been playing this. I'm trying to catch up with Pete Han. Um, Pete Han, I think he, he was posted on Twitter. He had like 400 and something thousand. I've nearly mm. half that. Well nearly done. Nearly half that. Um, I've only ever done the game once before. When we, when we actually reviewed it, about half an hour before we, we recorded the podcast, I finished the game. I actually looped it. Never done it before, and I was really, really pleased. And I got about 200,000, something like that. And I wasn't point-pressing mm. or whatever, and I was just you know, ex- you know messing around the game and trying to explore it a little bit. But it's such a good good game. I'm going to go back to it and perfect. I can do level one and two without losing a life, without you know no bother at all. It's like three and four, the ones that always get me. So I need to sort of practice a bit more on them. Maybe use the old save states just while when I'm practicing. So we go with it. But yeah, I really like that game. That and um, Iron Horse. Another brilliant game. Yeah, good one. Iron Horse is harder, I think, um, and a bit more to it. But yeah, I like that one as well. I need to play a bit more of that. So yeah, Great tunes those. on Iron Horse, I remember. Oh, really good Western The banjos tunes. at the end when you get your name in. Ding, 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 ding. Brilliant. <laughs> so love that. I really like that game. I like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, and Sun Sun, we said earlier, I was playing that as well because I was on the horizontal machine. A quick game of Sun Sun, not very good at it, but great little game. Really, really addictive that one. Do you know what makes that better? What? Proper four-way stick, auto fire. 
Oh, you cheating get. I don't use Autofire on anything. If you're just, just playing for, for fun. Yeah, of course. Of I, 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 stick. I like battering the, the buttons, though. I really like it because it just reminds me of being a kid again. You never had Autofire in, in the arcades when you were a kid, did you? I do want some. But yeah, yeah I just like. I like. Anything with auto fire on, uh, anything with normal fire on now, I like to put on auto fire. It's just nice. Yeah, it doesn't really bother me that. I, I quite like bashing the button, so yeah. Anything you've been up to playing wise? Uh, still playing a lot of Black Tiger. I you can, really like that one, don't you? I've, I've got my score up to 742,000. I can 2cc wow. it a lot. Really? One, yeah, 1cc. One I've done it about three times, 1cc. Wow. And the, I think Pete said last month that the, the difficulty we're playing is level three. So I put it on five, yeah. which is the default. Yeah. And I got right to the last dude, the black, the black dragon. Yeah. And he killed me. Uh-oh. But I think I, I think I can one CC that. It's the only difference I can tell is I don't know if it's a bit meaner to you. I don't know if yeah. there's less pickups. But the, the the shop is more expensive, and that that does. You've got to get a lot of money when you get to like the draconians and stuff. You've got to have the right weapon. So also basically, just, just, it's not like Aldi. It's more like Harvey Nichols, the shop. Yeah, hundred grand for an egg. Kind of. Mm. It, it, it boosts boosts it up a bit. Also, been playing Darius Gaiden. Darius Gaiden. Darius. You know what Gaiden is? Side story. Oh, so that's why they, they tack it onto a lot of games, Japanese games, then. Yeah, Gaiden, because apparently it takes place in the middle of, in between Darius 1 and 2, the story is. There is a story, God knows. Yeah. I don't know. Mm, they shoot okay. stuff. Shoot stuff right in face quite right a lot of them. Then move along to the next one. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, we play that. Oh, uh, guess what? Vic, Vic, Just seen it. Oh, Go yeah. on. I thought uh, the thing arcades don't do very well is first-person shooters. It's just there's a reason not, for that. It's just not built for. It's not, not built for it. You say that we, there is a Half-Life arcade machine. You know that, don't you? Yeah, we've got it. No, you haven't. We have. You mean you've got it at the club? Where do you get it from? I don't know. Is it Half-Life? What's the other one? Counter-Strike? No, it's Half-Life. I think it's Half-Life. Is it a big pod? Yeah, well, yeah, you sit in it and you you put some glasses on. Ah, yeah, because I know someone who's got two of these, and they they imported it from Japan, I think, and I think they worked on the development of some of the levels. So uh, I wonder yeah. if it's theirs. I have to ask them when I see them next. Yeah, because you play it with like a weird kind of ball thing. You you clutch hold of a ball, which works like a computer mouse, and you move that. And I think there's there's things on both hands you use. But I've never played the actual game. It looks interesting, though. It's not in main, I presume. I don't think so. It's not working at the minute. So, or we, or I think you might have switched it off because of the COVID thing. You've got to put a helmet on. That might yeah, be it. yeah, maybe. That could be it. Anyway, mm. so I, I love Borderlands too. So I was back on it. I've never played it, and I've I've done like I'm just doing bits of the DLC now. But my controller wouldn't work. Uh oh. You know, it's an Xbox controller. So I tried another game, Borderlands pre-sequel. That didn't work. Tried all the other games. That worked. T- tested the calibration. That worked. So I emailed the company because there was an update in March last year and I haven't played it for a while. And I think that's broken it. Oh. I said, look, I'm running Linux. I'm running this, this, this. It doesn't work. Please help. And they haven't got back to me yet. But I thought, right, I'll play it with a mouse and keyboard. Not as you I- should. 
and because I've, I've just there's too many buttons, didn't like it. But because I've been forced to play it, I'm barely getting into it. And the the shooting is like so much more accurate. Yeah, definitely. I'm Doom and Quake back in the day, always mouse and keyboard. And when it went to when it went to consoles, and you try and play on a console, it it's I just don't get into it. But the easier ones that haven't got up and down like Doom. I played Doom 64 on the Switch recently. I absolutely loved that, and it worked really nicely with that. Really nicely. Mm. But when you're moving up and down with the other, the other control, you know, with the, the, the right thumbstick, it does my head, and it's just too complicated for me. I can't do it. Yeah, it's all, like, with the control, it's like muscle memory. You, you, you're actually using, like, ten buttons, but it's just all muscle memory, and it comes naturally. Not for me, it doesn't. But... Joystick, three buttons, bosh. I know, but mm. just just to get me FPS fix, I'm getting used to it. WASD, oh, sprint, you're one of them, are you? Crouch, open, jump, biscuit, uh, aim, shoot, melee. What's your biscuit button? Biscuit button is B. Of course, it's it very, very handy. That yeah, standard. If you double tap B, you get custard cream. If you triple tap it, you get hobbed up. Well, I'll be triple tapping it every time. I'd have it on auto fire. <laughs> Comes out the CD tray if you still got CD. Fires tray. Like, ah. Ah, biscuits everywhere I've been playing a bit of Mouser as well just still got it just see if I've still got the magic well you are the world record holder yeah I perhaps perhaps need to put that other score in but I don't know if I can be bothered oh look at him on his throat in his Mouser throne look at him it's not a hard game really once you get into it it is it is when them bats come I I need to get myself a couple of hours and play some marathon you know without the bats the version I've got I love mm. playing. It's just relaxing. I love it. Stupid mice throwing boxes at you. Idiot mice. Love it. Arcade news. So what is this, Sean? The curious case of Space Out, an unknown prototype from Project Support Engineering, PSE. Explain this to me, sir. Yes, from the Arcade Heroes website. But earlier, a reader of this site posted about an old game called Space Out. Never heard people- of it. People have looked at it and they reckon it's it looks like something from Project Support Engineering. Didn't they do a weird racing game as well? No Three. idea, mate. That's a new one on me. It's a game from 1970s. It was on $1,000 on Facebook Marketplace. Oh, right. And it's, it, I think he's realised how it, how rare it is, and it's now $3,000. Oh, God, yeah. It, it was at the time, but it's... I don't know what it is, but it looks... I'll put a link in the no-shows... It looks really, really like 1974 basic. Yeah. It looks like- Two spaceships, black and white, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Probably just it? shooting each other. That's it, probably. It looks, the graphics look like computer space where they're all bit, you know. Yeah, big blobs. Yeah. Big dots. But that's an interesting one. Probably now it's probably been sold or. Well, hopefully someone can get hold of it and uh, restore it and let other people play it. It shows so that'd be quite cool. I'd like to see mm. that. It's always nice seeing those old games because when you play them on main where you see a video of oh, that's rubbish. It's so basic and janky. And you go and play it and it's actually quite good because there's a physical element and all this sort of stuff. And it's, it's they're usually pretty good. We, we've had that with a load of games, haven't we? You sort of actually play them in the flesh and they're, they're really good. They're really playable. Remember we went to Bonehead Steve's meet a few years ago and mm. the, the most played game was a game called Rebound. I think it was 1975. Just a bat and ball yeah. game with a yellow screen. And it was brilliant. Everyone loved it. Yeah, it's like a Pong, weren't it? But it, was, you, it was like you... a sort of a, a Pong or a squash game. But instead of up the screen, it was you had to you had to bounce the ball over a net. 
Am I, am I mm. remembering right? Yeah. yeah rebound. Yeah. The idea was to re- And it was really cool. It had a yellow screen. It was a really old, bad beat-up thing. I've never seen it before. It was brilliant. Really enjoyed it. It's a very old Atari thing, I think. I have no idea, actually. It's one of those ones you don't really hear much of. Quite rare. Four-inch CRT, you mentioned? Yeah. 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 AliExpress. Of course AliExpress. it's AliExpress. Of course it is. They sell everything. And this guy's got it. He's got it, got it in his hand like a little cutie. It's a little cutie. I this think you'll loaded. find if that's the one from Twitter, it's actually a woman making it. Let me Ooh. just click on. Oh, that's not. That's not the link. You've just got the AliExpress link here. But I think there's a girl maker making a little breakout game. And what she's done, she's done a really nice little housing. But if I can find it, I'll I'll, I'll link to it. It's a nice little housing. I think they put a, maybe a joystick or a spinner on it. And obviously, it's a black and white four-inch CRT, but it's like a flat CRT, so you haven't got the tube going at the back like a standard CRT you'd think in a monitor. But the the tube goes downwards, and all the electronics on it, so it's only about an inch and a half thick. But it's a CRT tube, and the tube sort of is ninety degrees to the rest of it. And what they've done is they've put a green overlay over it to make it look like a really old screen. Yeah, and I've got one on order. Mm. Of course, I we're going to we're going to use it for you. Put it in your car as a sat nav. That'd be so cool, wouldn't it? Black and white sat nav. Yeah. Brilliant. I don't know yet. I'm not sure. I've got a few ideas to to go on my 400 other things I'm making at once at the time here. Yeah. So I'm not sure about that, but I will make something out of it. Maybe a breakout or a Space Invaders or black and white something or other. I don't know. God knows. And this link here. It says, this is all kinds of wonderful. I have to remind myself what it is, Sean. I've just had a look, yeah. What is this? Oh, goodness gracious. Talking about Darius. It's a Japanese uh, Twitter, uh, a tweet on from a Japanese user. And it's a little animated, uh, very short video, like about a minute's worth. And it's basically mini one-player versions of Darius and Ninja Warriors. You know, the three-screen games? I presume they're using mm. a widescreen monitor in there, but they look just like the Japanese cabinets, which are smaller than the, the Euro and the and the American ones. And underneath those, they've got some tiny little, about a foot square, cocktail cabinets, playing Space Invaders and stuff like that. And it's absolutely gorgeous. They're really, really nicely made. I'd love to make one of those if I had the time and the energy. They're so nice. I will try and link to that tweet so everyone look at it. It is beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> that's, there's things above it as well aren't there that's some weird yeah there's there's a a Neo Geo Mini above there a little Astro City Mini and some of those little tiny keyring games which aren't very good but the, the main attraction is the Darius the Ninja Warriors and the two cocktails and I think one of the cocktails underneath is actually a Mahjong game it's got a Mahjong uh, control panel on it love a bit of Mahjong or not I would love to know how to play Mahjong I've often thought about trying to learn how to play it but it's complicated and this is not the mahjong or the shanghai ween of where it's just a tile matching game where you take the two dollars and they disappear mahjong is a betting game the real mahjong Mm. and there's different versions i think there's korean chinese and japanese versions of it there's a slightly different so i'd like to know how to play them because there's so many mahjong games about loads of them be nice to know how to play that i have no idea how to play that but that is gorgeous gorgeous some new games come out, Sean. Andro Junos 2, which is uh, a sequel to the original SNK Neo Geo game, which is a great shooter. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who's brought this out. I'm not sure if it's a um, a fan-made thing or an actual company, but ever so good coming out on all the modern consoles. And nice. also, another thing I haven't got yet, I'm not sure if I will get it, Pac-Man 99. Now, this follows in the oh, same vein just, yeah. as Tetris 99. So it's an online multiplayer for the Switch. And I presume you play against other players and use rankings and stuff. People are going mad for it. I'm not sure if I will. I'm not too keen on Pac-Man. It's all right, but you know, I don't think I want to play. Saying that, I do like competitive Pac-Man when you play it on the big Pac-Man, was it Deluxe? Battle Royale. Battle Royale Pac-Man. Mm. I do like that. So maybe this has got something for it. I don't know. I've got a feeling it's free on the Switch as well. Oh. Yes. Another little bit of news. Uh, Mr. 20 to 5, our Neil, our friend Neil, he has updated his blog. Uh, and this is on the restoration of his upright centipede. I read it today when I was at work. Should have been working. Very nice bits of work on there. There's a very long read as well, so it's a really good one. It's a good one. He's good at writing him, isn't he? Oh, he's good at that writing with the crayons. Like me, I'm good at writing and speaking and that. Mm, I'm not too sure about that, Sean. No, no, never mind. Biscuit review, biscuit review. I heard about you. Biscuit review. Right, very very important custard cream. Just a minute, let, let me just what? let me just get tuned in a second. Go on. Go on, Sean. <laughs> very important custard cream alert. In a recent survey, 94% of our listeners say that they do indeed eat custard creams and that custard cream <sighs> is their favourite biscuits, bar none. None. You made so this up. The, uh, no. I've, I've, I've Have you got recently. a spreadsheet on it? I've researched it, yeah. Of course you've got a spreadsheet. So, so in the interest of public health and announcement, do not buy Crawford's custard creams. They are minging. Uh-oh. They are tasteless, pale. I took a photo of one against, against a proper one. And back to front. You back, know what You know what? what I mean? What? So there's, know, there's custard and a biscuit bit in the middle? No, you know where they, the writing, the, the diamond logo of custard cream? Yeah. That was actually fitted onto the cream so the, you just see the back of it what are you on about <laughs> you, know, you, you finally lost it <laughs> you know the the diamond you've been getting this of... way for a while sean but you have actually you were on the precipice now you are falling down the chasm oh well it's a long drop okay. it's a long drop it's a long drop yeah you know the custard cream diamond logo yeah I'll humour you. Yes, Sean. Yes, I on, know on that. On the actual biscuit. Yes. The yeah. two bits of biscuit, but one of them is quite often in this pack. It was span around, and the biscuit design was stuck to the vanilla cream, so you could just see like the flat bit. Right. But I, I don't know what he's on about. I'm just going to say yes and nod. Mm, yeah, 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 mm, yeah, yeah. But Pete Harns bought some from America, and he might have got some decent ones. He's actually, he actually got some, and he, he showed said that these are really nice, and they were Crawfords. So I thought I don't know if it, don't know if it's the same manufacturer over there, but they didn't, they were not, they didn't have the same taste. So hopefully, Pete, it's a different pack. We'll take but, him some over when we go to Chicago next. Also, yeah, yeah, bye. What's the decent what we'll do, Sean? We'll have a biscuit face-off. You take your selection of biscuits, right? I'll mm. take mine, and Pete will be the decider. Do you know what I've got? Go recently. on, do your worst. Budget biscuits. I got oh, some nice, pi- nice. You ones. are such. What, what's what's a polite and politically correct word to call you? A, a pauper. 
<laughs> you are a prince in a pauper's supermarket. That's what you are. I just like them biscuits. Talking of biscuits, this is a great... We've got a bit here. Fox's Crunch Creams are like posh posh custard creams. They are nice. They are nice. They've got a vanilla centre like custard creams. Mm. Then it's like an oaty light, almost like a hobnobby kind of... Oaty light, oaty light. uh, uh, Around them. They're nice. They're eat nice. Yes. Do you know what? Here's a rule of thumb for me, right? Because you know I'm a bit of a a connoisseur, and you could use Mm. other words... If you get more than eight biscuits in a packet, they're cheap. If it's eight or less, they're good quality. That's that's part you you're too posh, you. Yeah, yeah, I, I am. Think I, I live in, a, in an ivory tower, and that's where I have my eight biscuits. Some of them eight biscuits ones are really good though. They come in a come in like a a pack with a tray. Yeah, <laughs> and you get a gold leaf on them and stuff. Yeah, and they're, they're delivered by carrier pigeon. No, unicorns. Here is something I found at work the other day. Someone brought these in. You know, in the UK, right, I'm not sure if European countries or further afield had this, right? But when we were kids, even up until adult life, when you get milk delivered, because in the UK, it's not so common now, but it still happens, a person comes round and delivers milk in the morning on a van, right? Mm. Usually called the milkman, but there's ladies do it as well. So the milk delivery people, right? They don't just bring milk. I think the company that do it around here now is called Milk and More because they'll bring you um, milkshakes, coffee drinks, biscuits, fruit, all sorts of stuff, all sorts of produce, right? And what they used to do is used to sell you boxes, usually a kilo at a time, of broken biscuits, assorted biscuits. So the factories make the biscuits. When they get broken or whatever, when they come out of the moulds and out of the ovens and stuff and they get dropped on whatever... The ones that don't get into the packets, the ones that don't pass quality control, it would be an absolute criminal act to throw these away. So what they do is they repackage them in boxes and sell them cheaply as broken assorted biscuit collections. Mm. They do it with Jaffa Cakes. You like Jaffa Cakes, don't you? I do like a Jaffa Cake. It's not a cake. It's a, it's, well, it's debatable, but it's still, a, don't be so stupid, it's a biscuit. It looks like a biscuit, it tastes like a biscuit. You can get a mega one kilogram packet of them, broken ones. They're all going to go down the same way, Sean. I don't care if they're broken before they go in my face. I don't care. Jaffa cake I've, misshapes, they call them. Ooh. Yeah, I've, I've, where, I used, where I used to work, they did. There was some, somebody used to be able to get them, so we used to have them. Anyway, this I've, just, is, I've just seen this picture from Ross Ross. This is just a couple of minutes before we went live on the podcast. Yes. Look at this. He says, this is for the Tempe School Biscuit Review. These are little custard creams. The top is sloping off due to lack of cream filling. Uh-oh. I reckon only two-thirds across. Look at that, kids. It looks like put... those two biscuits are mating. This is biscuit porn. Yeah. but the... We should put a black bar across the, the rude bits of the biscuit. Or one, of those, one of those of biscuit. hilarious stars they have on those pictures. There's no, there's, the filling's not all the way along. Isn't that weird? Well, I think what's probably happened is Ross Ross was just drooling over them from a bit and they've just sloped and, and fell apart with his drool all over them. They are drool-worthy acoustic creams. Oh, 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 oh. Can we get on to the next section, please? Go on. Recent pickups. Right, I'm, I'm a little bit excited about this one. But first things first, this is minimal gets first. 
I bought the football game for Vectrex, cartridge only, because I'm trying to get all the Vectrex cartridges together. Mm. I bought Starhawk for the Vectrex from France as well. It came quite quickly. And with the ones Mr. Chris Parsons CNP's got for me, I'm going to meet him next Sunday to pick some stuff up for him. I think I've got all the UK releases now. It didn't take very long to get them. There's only 18 or so. Wow. Yeah. So I've got all the carts, cart only, and I'm quite pleased about that. That's, I don't really collect things, but I'm glad I got those. But are you ready for this, Sean? Now, this next bit, right, mm. has got its own music, its own sound effects. Here they are. Now, for anyone who likes the Monty Python things, everyone will know that was part of the Holy Grail. It is but a scratch. A scratch? Your arm's off. No, it isn't. I don't usually believe in the word Holy Grails when you're collecting, but, and I, well, I do, but I don't really have any. That's actually a lie. I have two Holy Grails. The two things I'd really like to get hold of, one mm. of them is a, everyone knows, I think, who knows me, is a Taito Trimline Space Invaders, which is a cabaret-style sized Space Invaders. I mean, it's the same shaped cabinet, and the same people as the Phoenix one I've got. The Phoenix one I've got is quite quite rare. I think it only came out in Europe, or maybe only mm. Germany, actually. I've got that one already. And I've always been after Space Invaders. And I know two people have got them, and they won't sell. And I've been trying to get them from America. And also, and the other thing is a, a Japanese cocktail cabinet, and it's a pony table. And I've only ever heard of one being known of in France, in the whole world, that someone's actually got hold of one. I've only known one of them. Right. And I would love to get a pony table. And when I go to Japan next, which I don't know when that will be, I'm really going to look for one. And I don't care how much it costs to get over. I really want one. But getting back to Grails that I have got this month, I've got a Taito Trimline Space Invaders. <laughs> Just a minute. Well genuinely done. happy about this. I am genuinely happy about this. Let me tell you a story. Um, <laughs> Mr. Bensonrad, listener number four, dear Bensonrad, he sent me a little message a while back. I've been bothering him for four years to sell this cabinet. And also Milky Martin, who's also got the same cabinet. They're the two people in the UK I know who've got these cabinets. I've been bothering them for years, on and off. Will you sell me the cabinet? Do you want this for it? Will you have this? Will you take much money for it? I'll give you this for it. Please, 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 I'll do anything. And that was usually, no, no, I'm going to keep hold of it for now. I'm going to restore it. I'm going to play it. And I don't want to sell it at the moment. And a little while ago, Mr. Bensonrad sent me a message, which I've been looking forward to for years, saying, I'm finally ready to sell it. Do you want to buy it? And I went, hello. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> we settled on a price, which was a very good price. And I'm really happy about it. And I went and got it. I picked it up from him socially distanced all this sort of stuff he was about an hour and a half away i picked it up that weekend very quickly and i am ecstatic about it it's lovely it doesn't need much work doing to it it works fine uh the control panel is a bit worn just with age the rest of the cabinet is lovely uh the monitor is got a little bit of a problem i'm not happy about the monitor but that's not anything to do with benson rad at all it's just how it is it's got black and white monitor in it and it works okay. The board works and everything. I'll put it all back in because he never had it working, you see. 
because it's been stored and stuff and he, he had it recently fixed and there was something missing on it i just quickly repaired and i put it all together and it works and it's got a multi-kit in there and everything which is i'm really really pleased about and what's happening is it's got a little 13 inch black and white hitachi monitor in there and for some reason it's wobbly the the image is wobbling all the time and it, it's not constant wobble it just moves around yeah. a bit now and again it's really annoying so i've had smarty martin helping me with it and i've also had mark our tv repair guy local to me and well when alex was here alex used to lose him quite a lot as well they've been helping me on the phone and with messages and helping out trying to replace things i've recapped the the board i've replaced two of the plugs i've rewired the wiring going to the AC part of the monitor and the signal part of the monitor. I've replaced all the adjustment parts. I've fixed a coil on that was broken. Uh, I've moved the transformer from the back of the monitor, which was quite near the tube, to the bottom of the cabinet to you know, get rid of that out of the way so there's no, there's no uh, distortion going on there. And it's made no difference and they're still wobbly and it's really, really bugging me now but I'm going to get it fixed. And it's not dampened my spirits. I'm still absolutely ecstatic about getting this cabinet. And I'd like to do an early shout-out, just getting it ready, just getting it ready to Mr. Benson Rad and give him a... Hold on. Let's get the better one. Let's give him a... And a... Resonant bass. Massive shout-out to him. I'm so grateful for him selling it to me. I'm really, really pleased with it. And I'm I'm going to play it to death. I am. I cannot wait to play it properly. I've had a few little games on it, and it's quite difficult playing it when it's all wobbly. And I've also sent off the control panel already. I've sent the metal piece off to Ollie at Arcade Art Shop because he didn't have the files for it. So he's going to scan it in and make a control panel overlay for me. So I've got to have a brand new control panel. And I'm also going to get... Uh, I think Milky Martin's going to get one done as well because his one's quite worn as well. But this cabinet is going to be absolutely gorgeous by the time I finish with it. There's not a lot to do on it. It's really nice condition already. And it, it all looks works. All right. yeah, oh, it looks it's, pretty good. it's so good. The one thing I don't like on it, and I'm going to get rid of it, I'm going to change it, but keep hold of it safe, is the monitor overlay. Normal Space Invaders, cocktail cabinets and uprights, the black and white versions, have got you know the gels over the screen, over the black and white monitors. So you've got the green over the base at the bottom in your ship. All the invaders mm. are white, and I think at the top maybe red. I think where the you know where the um, mothership, yeah, mothership goes. But this one, it's the same kind of thing that's that was on my Midway Space Invaders two table. It's got like a a plastic shroud that goes over the top of the tube. It goes over the whole of the monitor, and it's like yellow and green weird colours and it doesn't quite work with Space Invaders. It looks like gives it a muddy sort of look to it. So I'm gonna take that out of the way and I'm actually gonna put some gels on it myself to it so it's proper invaders colours. But I'm gonna keep hold of that because that's original. I'm gonna keep hold of that. But yeah that's the only bit I don't like but it's such a nice cabinet. I love it. I, I can't wait to play it properly. And it looks gorgeous next to my Phoenix. And it's you know we were talking earlier about having a resurgence in the arcade. This has mm. spurned me on to fix things. So I fixed a few little bits and bobs that were done on my one of my ponies needed doing, just a little, some little bits. And I'm going to get round to going in my Phoenix and sorting the monitor out on that, because that monitor, ever since I've had it, and I've owned that machine on and off for about 15 years, because I imported that from Germany a long, long time ago on eBay when cabs were still cheap, and then I sold it to 
James RGP, and it went did all the tours and all around the the shows and everything, and he sold it back to me kindly. And it's never going anywhere again because I'll never get that cab again. It's staying with me. But ever since I've ever had, ever since I've had that game, it's always had a wobbly monitor. Always, always, always. And I, I don't know why it's doing it, but it might be the same. But that's a colour monitor in that one, whereas this is a black and white. And I've got a feeling it's one of the vertical or horizontal chips that that control the horizontal or vertical going. Mm. So hopefully I'll be able to fix it soon. You know, I will get I will get round to doing it. I will do it because I want to keep that original monitor in there as well. It's a nice monitor. Got a good picture on it. But the Phoenix, it's been bugging me for years. It might just need a cap kit. It might be simple as that, but there's a lot more on that monitor because it's a colour one. But it spurned me on to make these cabs both perfectly playable and I want them working well. Because, I mean, the Phoenix works absolutely lovely and the Phoenix has got... The Phoenix in it with Phil Murray's high score kit and um, free play options on it. And I've also got in the same cabinet the Pleiades board with a high score kit on it. So all I need to do is reach in through the front of it and swap the harnesses over if I want to play Pleiades on it. So that's brilliant. So I've got sort of... I do prefer Pleiades, I must admit. How I dare do prefer you? it. How dare you? I do. I no, do. Phoenix is like... better, but Pleiades is still good. Because Pleiades used to play as a kid. But they're the same pinout inside, so you can just swap the boards mm. over. So those machines really now are multi-games. Cause it play, that one plays Phoenix and Pleiades on original hardware, and this one plays Space Invaders and those kind of Space Invaders games on that Braze multi-kit. So you've got like Lunar Rescue, Jacques Respector, Balloon Bomber, uh, Super Invasion, is it? Space Invasion? I can't remember now. And Space Invaders 1 and 2. So and Space Laser, it's about about six games, six seven games on there, but they're all brilliant, mm. and I, I like playing all of them. So I'm really, really pleased I've got this. It's gorgeous. I'm so happy. And reminded me, Lunar Rescue. I love that. I have to get back yes. on that. That was that was such a, a kind of a sequel, really, were not it? It was the next game. It's a really good came, game. I love Lunar came, Rescue. But it's brilliant. It's so cool. It is. It is. So I'm really happy with that one, and I want another one. I'm yeah. so happy with it. I like the shape of these things so much. And they, you know, when two cabs that that's the same shape and they're together, they look really good. Like mm. when you get a Pac-Man and a Galaxian and a Rally X, all the same shape all together. Mm. I like it like that. And I've got two now, and I want another one. So I'd like maybe I don't know a Polaris or a Kix or a Jungle King. Or there was quite a few came out in that in that same shape. But I think I believe I've got the best ones: Space Invaders and Phoenix. Yeah, Polaris is that? That's a, a it's an old thing, isn't it? yeah. It's, it's an old eighty eighty game. So it's a kind of Space Invaders kind of graphics, but it's like a theme, uh, a sea theme kind of thing. There's Moonshot, which is a weird game. Kicks, which I don't really like. Kicks. Um, Jungle King came out on there. Uh, there's a few others as well. Can't remember now. There's a few others, but this this old Crazy Climber that'd be a good one. I've never really put much time into Crazy Climb. I've not really got into the controls of it, but I need to play it on no. my twin stick pony. Have a go with that, maybe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, there's enough gushing, Sean, for that. I've still got Wobbly Invaders, but I don't care. I will fix them, Invaders. I will fix them. Well done. Yeah, really happy about it. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> well, well, right, so we've been I've on got... for an hour now already. Yeah. I've got, as I mentioned, I've got that JLF 
joystick. I'm just looking on me to the right here. I'm looking on my Amazon purchase list. Uh-oh. I've got an electric toothbrush. They're great. Oh, I've got a new printer if you're talking about boring stuff. Yeah, and I've got a backpack for work. Do you, my, do you hate printers, Sean? The what? Do you hate printers? They're, they're not my favourite things. We've got an Epson printer, right? I've always had Epson printers ever since I had computers. And I don't know why I stick with them. After a while, they just don't work, or they just refuse to. Or we got we got a wireless one, right? And it never works. When I when I really need to print something quickly, because I'm going to post something at the door, this bloody thing does not work. So I bought a laser the other day, and it's attached to my computer with a wire. And it, I printed out a manual of the night in about a minute. It's so quick. I printed, yeah, a lot I printed better, out the trim line manual to go in my trim line cap, and it prints both sides. Which is quite cool, but it's so quick. I'm so mm. you know sometimes when. You get so annoyed with something, you just go, right, I'm going to fix this. I've, I've messed around and procrastinated enough. I just bought another printer. It's like, I'm buying it. Mm. And just bought it, and hopefully I'll never have any pr- printer problems again. And it prints really quickly, and it'll do 8 billion sheets before it runs out and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I really want to kill this printer. I, I might actually go and borrow a shotgun and shoot it. Well, you need to film that if you do. Have you seen the film Office Space? I, I believe you have my stapler. No. There's a film called Office Space. Really funny. You should watch it. And there's a bit in it where they all work in an office and the printer annoys them so much they take it out into a field and they kill it. <laughs> they, they, they do it like a sort of gangster rap video. They're all like beating it with baseball bats and kicking it and stuff. That's what I want to do with this old printer. I hate it. Inkjets are not great, are they? And they're... It's, I don't think that's the problem. I think it must be the wireless bit in it. It's not quite working very well. And sometimes it's printed away and it'll just stop for minutes on end. It's like, I want that. Come on. It'll just stand there going, no, don't want to do it. No, no, not doing it. No. <laughs> Idiot. What a tea first. Listener feedback. This is from the awesome Pete Hahn. Thank you so much, Victor and Sean, for having me on. This is last month's. Mega I pleasure. really enjoyed recording this with you both. I hope everyone enjoys the episode and also really appreciate that so many people tried out for the high score challenge yep. of the awesomely brilliant Black Tiger. Now, excuse me, I have to go and find out a place uh, a place near us in Chicago land that sells authentic custard creams. And mm. he did show you a picture of the Crawfords. I hope they're different to the ones I had. Now, this one is from Jeremy Riley. I don't know why I have to sing his name, but I just have to every time. It's good, though. Jeremy Riley. (laughs) I think he's added some more to this as well, but there's quite a lot from Jeremy Riley. Apologies if I've not got all of it. And he says, I know you've moved on to Darius, but spare a thought for those of us left behind in the wake of the podcast. Hopelessly addicted to the previous month's game. Sean, I'm thinking of your mouser addiction, too. Anyway, Black Tiger was part of the Mighty Three for me, along with Rygart and Rolling Thunder. They were all in the same bowling alley arcade in the late 80s here in Australia, and I would divide my time evenly between them all. Although Rygar was the only one I finished, my fondness for these three has remained, and I still play them every now and again on my Groovy Mame cab. Once again, the focus on one game that the podcast brings means I really get to know a game. In the case of Black Tiger, to know it is to love it. What a great game. Anyway, I tried to put an, ent- uh, an entry in for Darius, but it would be in between games of Black Tiger and trying to get a little further. Thanks to the podcast, guys. I really look forward to it every month. If we could move, have more Black Tigers and less Treasure Islands, I'd be a happy man. He mm. goes on. Mm. Nope. 
think he's talking about Darius. After my first few games with Darius Gaiden, I put my misgivings down to conservatism. The organic nature of the enemies reminded me of Viewpoint, but lacked its charm, and compared to Gradius or R-Type, the ship felt disconnected from the environment. I invested the recommended 10 pence hour, but struggled to get past the floaty feel and bland parrot mechanics. Still, I can tick Darius off my list. Here's hoping we get another gem like Black Tiger or Radical Radial next month. Oh, God, that was awful. Keep up the great work. Radical Radial was terrible. It was good. It was decent. It was... No. It was was one you'd say, yeah, it's all right. Sean, Sean, you're a tyre. It's like me. It shows potential, but then falls short. Yeah, you're a (laughs) tyre. He finishes with, keep up the great work, inspiring people like me to spend more quality time with their cabs. Yes. We said earlier. Yes. And rummage through the black back catalogue of games that we may have missed. There's plenty of them. Mmm. This next one's from Paul Higgins. Hi, Vic and Sean. I came across this version of Donkey Kong Pauline Edition. Picks below. We, we, we haven't added them, but I know what he's on about. And wondered if you'd ever, ever played this version before. The developer called Mike Meeker hacked the Donkey Kong code for his daughter to enable Pauline to be the hero instead of Mario. Yes. It'll be nice to know a history on it. If you know of any, Vic, my Vectrex you helped with last year is still running really well. I've added some more original and homebrew games and a wireless controller. Keep up the good work on the podcast, guys. Loving the biscuit reviews, biscuit reviews. And it was great having Pete Hahn on last time. The man has a voice like velvet. Mm. It's the lovely, lovely silky voice like velvet. Can I just... Can I interest you in a blancmange? <laughs> no, but I would like a shopping trolley. Yes. Mm. Go on. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, wireless controller. Mm-hmm. Very posh on the Vectrex. Um, the Donkey Kong Pauline edition. I believe the chap who made it for his daughter, I think he hacked the NES version first, and then he went on and did the arcade version. And yeah. then, obviously... Nintendo fan bases made up uh, cabinets like in pinks and purple with Pauline on the side, you know, rescuing Mario, doing a bit of a role reversal thing. And I have played one in in Portland, actually. I played, they've got a cabinet there. And I played that at, um, Ground Control Arcade in Portland, Oregon. And that was really cool. Really enjoy it. It's a really good little game. I like the hacks to Donkey Kong a lot. I really like them because it's such a good game. It's nice to have a bit of difference now and again. So that's very, very cool. Yeah, it's the game that will not die. Mr. Ber- Berserker's been on, and he says, a game request, Intrepid. Uh, 1983 Nova Games, obscure, he supposes, but it's a great game. Uh, I, I know the name, don't think I've played it. It's, uh, I had a look, it's a bit... It looks like elevator action kind of thing. Oh, cool. But there's there's different rooms that you go in once you, once you go through the doors oh, I have played I think it's half decent as well actually it looks alright yeah. mm, maybe maybe uh, from Jimmy G sent us a picture all websites use cookies except British websites they use biscuits of course they do cookies and biscuits and then there's a picture of a union jacked up guy not yeah. jacked up as in drunk drugged well, that probably is union jacked up and from Daz from the Arcade Perfect podcast has sent us a rather nice picture, and he's doctored it slightly. It's two gorgeous-looking futuristic people right next to a Darius cabinet, this original Darius, and he's posted our heads on there. So we'll have to use that somewhere on the website or whatever. That's quite good. And, of course, I've got the dress on. Yes. Uh, And you've got a helmet, Sean. Yes, I have. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Look for that. 
Yes, the, uh, the Arcade Perfect. Rest in peace, Arcade Perfect. Do come back one day. Chris Mayman. Hi, people. Just listen to the podcast. Thanks for the advice. I've got a 60-in-1 that goes for age, that I got ages ago, so I'll have to put that in for now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we're talking to him, weren't we, on the messenger? Yes. My cab didn't have a monitor or control panel when I got it, and the T-molding was a mess, and it also needed to repair the repair the plinth so i got to do so i got a bit to do to get it up and running the guy who bought it off gave me a control panel that he had made but it's rubbish and covered in carbon film i'm going to get an overlay i'm i'm in engineering so it can fold up another control panel Ooh, I can very handy control. i filled out the old t-slot and it was knackered and filled with glue and now i've rerouted it and fitted a new one i've popped popped a computer monitor in it for now and i can source something better attached to a few photos going to post a score this month really enjoy the podcast keep it a good work i raised the custard cream oh i raise you a custard cream and call coconut ring Ooh, in your coconut ring i bought some mm, not keen on coconut i do like coconut but it gets stuck in my teeth it's they were the cheapy ones so they were desiccaty there wasn't a lot of coconut in him but they're all right. This must be subliminal because I don't remember reading this and I bought some coconut rings. Mm. I feel Chris's pain because I've got two ISIS cabinets in the garage with filled-in T-molding slots, which I need to reroute, and it's a messy job. You've got to get everything out of there because it gets, everything gets covered in dust with the router. Because mm. with, with the ISIS cabinets, originally they used a different shape of T-mold. It was like a heavy leather effect. And the mm. barb in the middle is bigger. So when you rip out all the old T-moulding, the new stuff you get everywhere that's common falls out because it doesn't it doesn't sit in the, the, the T-mould slot properly. So what you've got to do is fill it in with um, grip fill or some kind of wood filler or whatever, or glue, and then reroute it so the stuff fits in the bag. I've, I've got to do that soon. It's a messy job. It's going to look a lot nicer. My Mr. Driller and one of my spare ISIS cabs need that doing to it. So I need to do that soon. I don't suppose Chris wants to come around and do it for me, does he? Might do. Mm, might do. Might do. Scott Lambert's been on. Scott Lambert of the Underground Retrocade in Chicago, which is a gorgeous place to be, uh, drove all the way from Chicago to Kansas City in torrential rain to pick up a black tiger cabinet, the last piece in my collection of items from the challenges from the Ready Player One book. So he's been following the Ready Player One to get all the games in there. He's got all of them now. Well done. Wow. Nice. I mean, he's got him in one area. That'd be pretty cool in his arcade. Oh, I can't yeah. wait to go back there. I can't wait. Love that place. Love it. I want to see the changes he made to it as well because he's always changing it. Cool. Yeah. One day, maybe, maybe this later on this year we can go. You know. I do hope so. I do hope mm. so. I'm itching yeah. to get back there. Friendly shout outs. Shout out to Charlie Farr for his hard-earned Twin Galaxies world record on Carnival. I've been follow- I've been watching him on Twitch, yeah. and it's the it's the main version, but it is it it gets so unbelievably difficult. You know the amount of shots you've got left. Yes, yeah, you've got to be careful of that because your game ends if you run out of bullets. So you just get swamped with a yellow duck. You just run out of bullets. But he's, he did, oh, just a minute. He did, he did it. Well done, Charlie Farr. Apparently, oh, level five. But, it gets really hard if you can get over that hump you, you've got a bit of a chance and the other shout out is to Mr Driscoll Paul Drisk for the best arcade game by letter it's a YouTube series I've linked it here yeah and he just he just picks five games so the last one I looked at was letter P five games like Pang Parodius all that kind of thing yeah and it's just his personal choice but then he goes into other ones so it's, it's made me remember like I was thinking what P did I like I remember and I look back on give us the, a P please Bob P 
Pandora's Palace. You remember? Yes, that's a great game. Me and wife even played that. She liked that one. Yeah. That's a great I little like- game. It's a shout out to Paul. Keep the he, I know he'll keep it going till he gets to Z. He always, always, always does that kind of stuff. I haven't watched one of those. I've criminally missed those, but I'm running out of things to listen to and watch in the bath. That might be a new candidate. I might have to watch them yeah. in the bath. Yes. But if I disagree, he's in trouble. <laughs> when I see him at a show next, I'll get him and I'll duff him up and nick his lunch money. Oh, <laughs> how can you tell it's lunch money and not just normal money? Oh, lunch money's different, isn't it? It's got cakes it? on it and that and sandwiches. Everyone knows that. Silly boy. All right. <laughs> I'd also like to shout out again to Benson Rad. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And again, thank you. You've not stolen it, have you? <laughs> Move on. Arcade Master Quiz. Ah, Sean. Sean. Seany Sean. Seany yes. Sean. Yes. I did this quiz earlier, so I, I haven't much time lately, and I did a quiz for you old son yes and the quiz is sponsored by the year 1980 oh okay. cast your mind back through the ether of time Sean wake up school I was I was you 10 were, you were 10 yeah I was 7 10 years old yeah Carefree. If we were at school together, I'd have been beating you up probably skipping through the meadow on the way to school Sean yeah Back in the room. Sean, here are your mm. questions. There's a few here yeah. and some extras. I don't know how many I've done in the end. Who knows? Let me get <laughs> let me get a scoring thing a minute. Let's get me Space Invaders pencil case. It's got Space Invaders bonkers is this lad. It has actually got Space Invaders. I wasn't lying. Nice, I've got some pink post-it notes. I was watching that high Listen, score. listen, listen, listen. Ooh. Let's be post-it notes. I was watching the high score that... The- is it Tomohiro Nishikado who invented Space Invaders? Yes. But we all know the, the pitch, the story about how he did based on fish and squid and that. Yeah. But it's good to see his original handbook, his original design book, he's still got. Yes, he's done all the pixel art, hasn't he? Mm. Anyway, Sean. Go on. Question one. Mm. What kind of game is Destroyer by Sidelsa? Is it a, a, a bombing game? You're a submarine and you're bombing stuff. No. It is. No, it's not. It's a fixed-screen vertical shooter. And if you can tell me what, it, what a bad rip-off of what game it is, I'll give you a bonus point. Must sea tell Wolf. you. Seawolf. Astro Fighter. It's not a very good game. It's, it's awful, actually. It's really janky. I'm thinking of something else. So out of one, you have none. Question two. Question two. What yes. are the differences between Moon Quasar and Moon Cresta? Graphics, for one. Ish. That's not what got written on my thing. You have to know exactly what got written on my notes. There is no docking sequence. Mm, don't know. Didn't get that far. <laughs> what I've got there. on here, and I might lay up half a point. Quasar is jankier. That's it's, not, that's it's almost the same game, but the Quasar has got really bad uh, color palette on it, and it's got crapper music. But it's virtually the same game. And it's both by Nichibutsu. So maybe one was a prototype and then Moon Cresta came out afterwards. Moon Cresta is a much better game. They did a few, didn't they? But that is just an opinion, it's not a fact. I'll give you half a point. Okay. Writing it down. At bonus point, Sean, if you can sing me an accurate version of the theme tune. That's nothing like it. It is. It goes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that's Moon Cresta. I thought you meant Moon Quasar. No, Moon Cresta. Rubbish, oh, half okay. a point. I had it as a ringtone. Hey, 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 everyone, everyone, everyone. He actually did it again. <sighs> you, you, you're not being clear. You was, the question was Moon Quasar. Can you sing the theme tune? So I, I sang a, a You've pitch, got half a point. A pitch perfect. I'll take it away. I'll take it away. <laughs> Don't mess with him, Sean. He means it. <laughs> I'm a hard mistress. <laughs> right, so Question three, Sean. See if yeah. you can get some points back. What kind of game is SOS by Namco? Oh, it's a shoot 'em up. What kind of shoot 'em up? Airplane, black and white. It's not what I got written on my notes. It is. No, I am going to give you a point for that. It is basically a rudimentary 1942. Yeah. Bonus point. Mm. What kind of a screen is it? It's black and white. Yes. Maximum points for that one, Sean. But does that make you feel better? Yeah, I feel better. I've got three points now. I'm adding, I'm two, adding and these up. two and a half. I'm adding these up. No, you, you give me two half points. No, I'll give you one half point. I took the other one away for being lippy. <laughs> Question four. What colour yeah. is your space tank in Space Intruder? Green. No, blue. Space Intruder is basically a colour Space Invaders rip off. Question five. Name one of the baddies in Wizard of War. Got five listed. If you name me one, and I'll give you bonus points if you name any others. Warlock. Warlock, yes. Warlock, yeah. Yes. How do you know that? I don't know. I, used to, I played a lot in Commodore 64. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a good version, isn't it? Oh, God. Speedy blue faced teeth. Do run out of time. You could have had Boar Wars, Gar Wars, Thor Wars, Warlock, and the Wizard, of course. I got a point, though. You got one point. Question six What kind of game is Universal's Devil Zone? Devil Zone. Kind of like an asteroids thing, is it? Nope. Is it not? Like a raster asteroids. No. It is a fixed screen shooter, a little bit like radar scope. It's got that sort of like perspective lines on it. Yeah. Um, Damn. Question seven. What weapon do you use in Cheeky Mouse? It's quite horrendous, this one. A hammer. Yes. It's so bad. And the guy looks, he's hammering these poor little mice with (laughs) zeal. He's got a big, massive, smiley face, and he's a psychopath. Question eight. What colour is your car in Targ? Green. Yes, it is. That was a good guess. Question nine. I'm doing well here. What is Space Force a rip-off of? Space Force. Space Invaders. No, it's an Asteroids. I got a feeling this was in a homemade kind of cab at the Portland Retro Game event I went to in 2019. And it, it looks like space. It looks like asteroids, but raster and color, and it plays okay, but it's it's not asteroids. Mm. Last question: yes. Who made Astro Wars? Sega. No, Zakaria. Oh. So let's count your points up: two, three, four, five and a half. I reckon I got six. Do you know what? You'll have five. 
I did okay. all right then. We'll say six. Six out of about 15. Well done. Out of 10. Yeah. Well, there's a few extras in there as well. I'll let you off. Six points, Sean. And that was a hard, hard quiz. And here is a word from our sponsor. When I was a lad, this may seem odd. I dreamt a fish fingers prime fillet of cod. Birds eye fish fingers have been such hits because they're real cod fillet, never full of grey bits. Did you know in America they're not called fish fingers? What are they called? Fish sticks. Because everyone knows nice. fish have got fingers, haven't they? Big yeah. one inch by four inch long battered fingers. That's what fish have got. Why they do we call them fish thing. fingers? I don't know. They're fish oblongs. Be aren't they? Bit R- random, mark. mechanically separated fish oblongs, I'm going to call them from now on. Could be. Mm. I'm not a fan. Do you, you like them? I love fish fingers. Fish I'm finger sandwiches, them. amazing. Tomato sauce. Oh, yeah. I haven't had them for ages. Oh, I got some of them. Lovely. Mm. I, m- I might have them. might have them. Feature game review. Our featured game review... From Mr. Pete... Ha. From Mr. Pete Hahn, chose this one. Darius Gaiden, Silverhawk. It's got a side name. This was Taito 1994. Uh, and you said quite rightly earlier, Gaiden translate to side story. Mm. And you say, oh God, you've put the technical details out. Why yeah, do I yeah. let you do that? It says here, it runs off 17 <laughs> bags of chips and a gnarly grimace. <laughs> or Taito F3 hardware. Mm. I've had a Taito F3 board before. Oh, yeah. I yeah, had... Nice. What game did I have? I had Puzzle Bubble 4, I think. Uh, controlled by two plum trifles and... Uh, banana. A banana. Or eight-way stick and two buttons. Auto fire and smart bomb. And it's got quite a good smart bomb, hasn't it? It's like it My opens favorite. a void and everything gets sucked into the void. My favourite In your smart void. Bomb. Smart, smart bomb ever. I like the it's- Defender one. Defender's quite satisfying when you smash that and everything turns into little dots. Yeah, this this sucks it all into a black hole and they go spinning around. It's very good. It's the quite graphics, cool. we'll go on, go on about the graphics. Mm. Anyway, Vic, uh, uh, the the sound, the, the and it sounds like this bit where we put the music in. Yes. My friends from the Ten Pence Orchestra have They're returned. They're my enemies. And they have just sent me an mp3 so we'd like to play it here let me under harsh circumstances put this in Right, right. Yeah, so, the, 
I'm, I'm glad you like that, kids. The Ten Pence Orchestra are touring the UK at the moment. Well, kind of. They're in. They're doing a working men's club in Croydon Sunday afternoon. If you want to pop along, God. But three p.m. till ten past. But you can't get in because it's COVID, so you have to look through the window. But that's them there. Ten Pence Orchestra. That they're back. Yeah. Sorry about that. Now, you put on our notes implausible backstory because they're normally made up, but this is the actual backstory. And I was playing it earlier. I noticed when I was watching the attract mode on the game, there is actual some text, and it's quite bad Japanese English. So it goes like this, and this is verbatim. Proko and Tiat started on a journey for New World. About that time, there were immigration ships starting from the Death Star Darius, and they arrived at a small planet, Vardis. The years went by, and people were about to return to their native place, Darius Star. Someone destroyed the strong point of the migration on Darius. Also, the transport ships being to go home are <laughs> the Demon's Hand reaches Vardis too. I have no idea what that's about. I have, I am unsure. But that's what's going down. D- Darius is actually the, the name of the a place, then, not the ship. Yeah. And also, that greasy Scottish singer. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Anyway, how to play this game. How to play it. How to play it. What do you do? Sorry. Horizontal shooting up with, thankfully, non-intrusive backgrounds. You can crash I... into stuff, though. Yeah. Yeah, they're not too bad, though. It's not like mm. little mazes that you've got to get through. They get on my Like nerves. Scramble. We love that. Yeah, that's a cool maze, though. And Nemesis. That's got some nice bits in it. Yeah, I don't like them. I just don't like them. Mm. Anyway, from the outset, you are greeted by stunning visuals and a haunting Zuntata soundtrack, which we have just heard. Sort Ca- of. Carries on with the unusual theme this game of robot space fish. Mm. Like you've got to shoot them and choose your route through the game, like the other previous Dariuses. You've got 20 eight zones but you, you sort of go through this side side on pyramid kind of like of the outrun routes and you can only play seven zones per game that's if you complete it i got to six i didn't get to seven wow you, you can power up your main forward fire bombs and barriers by shooting the red green and blue enemies respectively and they split the spit out shields mm-hmm. other shields that you can get you can shoot scenery you can shoot other things that that stuff pops out purple you get an extra smart bomb. Silver, you get bonus score. Gold, click like a smart bomb, clears the screen of enemies. And a round ship emblem. If you shoot, there's one on level D, I think. Mm-hmm. Where, where you shoot a bit of the mountains, the scenery, and it, and it, and it spins out. It's an oh, extra cool. ship. Your ship speed cannot be powered up and remains th- the same throughout the game, which I th- kind of like that. Mm-hmm. The game is quite generous dishing out power up, so you don't lose them all when you die. Either you power down a level, I think. So if you had the lasers, you power down to like the blue shot. Oh, okay. Apart from normal score and credit display, the HUD also displays missile level, shield level, bombs, and ship stock and the current zone. Unusual thing for a horizontal shooter, you can capture some mid-level bosses by this shooting. This is a fun bit. Yeah, by shooting the top of it, like the little bulge on the head. Yeah, like shoot, a little dome. Shoot that, and as long as you don't, not kill kill them to death by accident, they sort of you, turn around slowly. And then you're then you're on your side, and they spit out like loads of fire at the enemies for you, and they help you out until they get mm. killed by the other enemies as well. I quite like that bit. 
enjoy that bit. And then you, you have to collect that ball bit first. Mm. And then when you get to the ending, this Darius made this famous, I think, warning a huge battleship is approaching fast. Mm. There's, some, there's some great names of the battleships. We'll put a, put a, a link down there. There's some just, just some weird ones. I just think it's translation, but... Yeah. Let's have a look. Let's Big have a massive look. fish and tentacly thing. Golden ogre. That's the big and ship. This it, that looks like um, uh, an anglerfish, doesn't it? With a big massive teeth. Yeah, that's the famous one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Ancient dozer, electric fan. I've got an electric fan. Oh, cool. Does it try and attack you? No, not no. It doesn't look like a fish. Just mm. just like warms you up. Neon light illusion. Double dealer, crusty hammer, crusty hammer. I got one at work. Hysteric empress, odious trident. Some good ones there. I like. That. I've got an odious trident. I have. Hmm. Oh, hang on. Here we go. This game, this game, uses a ranking system Uh-oh, based on we the don't like power. Them, do we? No, but I've learned. I've learned to sort of use this one. And it's based on the power of your forward shot, not the missiles, not the shields. So the more powerful your shot, the harder the game will become. This changes the game a lot. Mm. From how frequent the enemy shoots, what type of bullets they fire. There's a link to the, the Schmups forum where they explain all this in detail. And Pete also says, on the baddies, the, the end of level bosses, if you shoot the extra bits, you know, like the fins or the tails. Yeah. That also increases the difficulty level if you just shoot them in face. Oh right! So if you get rid of them quick, yeah. But so he says that's shoot- quite. If you're really good at a game like Pete is on this game, or you're, you're an expert player like some of these Japanese players, I suppose it's a, there's an extra challenge if you want it. You can go around mm. and kill all the bits off, making it harder for yourself and getting more points. But if you're not very good at it like me, just shoot it right in face and get rid of it. Well, yeah. That is interesting, isn't it? It's quite. It's, it's an option. You don't have to do it, but if you want to, if you mm. want to go chasing scores and skill levels, you can do it. That's quite good. Yeah, it's. If you get, I, I was I was practicing a certain route through the game. I thought I'll get good at seven levels through the game. Yeah, and then if you get to a, a buddy with a different power up, a different strength of weapon, the attacks are different. Yeah, it's very clever. So. so you, Everything you've learned by just using, I, I kept, I kept the three blue shots. I didn't go above that. Right. Actually, I did, I did on one of the levels, but just kept the three blue shots. I knew the enemy's attack. When when I reached him with like the folding fan one, when I reached him with two blue shots, the attacks are different, and I got killed. Oh right. So th- this is this is part of why I'm not too keen on this game and other games like it, it's quite technical. And mm. when I'm playing shooters, I just like to shoot stuff and dodge things. I'm very simple. I'm a very simple lad. <laughs> like 1942. Shoot stuff, get a few little weapons, shoot more stuff, don't get killed. It's that simple. With yeah, this I one, you've that. got to think about, oh, I better not get that. It's going to get too hard. Oh, I'll have to get rid of that. I'll ditch this to get this weapon to do this. It's like when you're playing Nemesis, there's certain bits in Nemesis where you've got to get rid of the laser, which is the best weapon in the game, and get the upshot, because you've got to shoot things above you, and you can't do it with any other weapon, and then go back to the laser later on. I can never remember which areas I've got to do that in and whatever. 
Mm. And I like to I like to get hold of a favourite weapon, like an R-Type. You get the big red one that fires the weird-looking curly lasers. I like to keep hold of that. And you can do the whole game with that one laser if you want. But on this, mm. it sounds a bit technical for me. It's like a lot of the um, the bullet hell games are quite technical. You've yeah. got to know how to do things and when to lay off and when to go hard at something and when to fall back. And I'm not very good at that. So it's, yeah... Clever, clever for people who do like this kind of thing, though. It's very good. He's the world record holder on this, world record championship holder. Of course he is. On this game. And he uses the maximum for score. Yeah. He he gets, like, the the biggest weapons he can get. I think he's a couple down from the top. Yeah. But then it throws so much more at him, but he's skilled enough to dodge with the bullets and kill everything, so... It's because he is magical. There's a one cc no auto fire from Pete here on the, the YouTube's and his route he did A B D H L Q V which I copied yeah because I liked it and I, I got to Q I got to Q oh wow which is well done six out of seven mm-hmm. and there's there's yeah like I said before the secret bonus is hidden in the scenery sometimes quite a few mm. and it's got a lot to it hasn't it yeah if anyone knows. There's a there's bonus points you can get for picking up the same shield that spins out of a bit of scenery. You can get like two hundred points or fifty one thousand. Fifty one thousand. What 51, a weird number. Fifty one thousand. Just and it's the same shield. I, I, I don't know what that is. Hmm. But there's got to be some timing when you collect it. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, what do you think of graphics and sound, Vic? I quite like. I don't like the sound. I don't like the, the music, because it's actually a proper... It's not just effects or a bit of tune. It's actually FM sound, isn't it? It's a proper mm. acoustic... You could buy this on record and listen to it. I'm not mm. usually keen on that kind of music in games, and I don't like the wobbly opera singing in it. I, I really hate that. I don't like that at all. And the graphics are good, but they're over the top. There's too much going on on the screen for me to concentrate on the actual game. There's a bit in one of the levels, because I didn't play much of it because I wasn't very good at it, and there's one level where the screen just goes all swirly behind you, and it's a great effect. It's using the hardware. The hardware on F3 is quite good. I can't remember Mm. exactly what the the CPUs are, but I think it's got like two or three 68,000. It's just good hardware on there, and it's really quite clever... Um, what do they call it? Like the mode seven on the on on the snares, where it does the 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 sprite scaling and stuff. It's really quite clever, but it's too much for my eyes to take in. It's just bonkers. It's mad and quick and all over the place. And they tend to use that on this same hardware on Puzzle Bubble three and four. I don't like those Puzzle Bubbles, even though I love one and two and games like that. It's because in the background they have like spinny effects and, and things moving when you're trying to concentrate on where your bubbles are going. You can't concentrate because everything's moving around all over there. It's just too much for your eyes to take in. And that's what I find about this game as well. And this game is hard and fast as well. And it's, mm. yeah, I'm not very good at it, those kind of games. I prefer a slower paced shooter. Yeah, I, when I put it on, I thought this is just a, it's like a tech demo, this for the, yeah. for the F3. It just looks like a tech demo. But then when you get into it, I, I, yeah, I did really get into it. The, the graphics are amazing. If you look at they're good, just yeah, the, they're very good. The parallax scrolling, there's like eight or nine levels of the parallax scrolling. Yeah, but is that too much of a good thing, Sean? I don't know. I, th- I think so. 
it's very very polished and I, I like the the weirdness of it like the the Darius enemies have always been like weird fish things haven't they I quite I've not got into it that much but I quite like the original Darius cause it's got the three screens is it two mm. or three isn't it and Darius yeah and the thing is with that you can see things coming from a long way off and I quite like mm-hmm. that idea and you can move around the screen quite a lot and you can see things coming from a long way off I'm not very good at that either but I quite like it because it's very very different there weren't any other games in the arcade there wasn't any other company that made three screen games like that were there it's that Ninja Warriors isn't there yeah but Which... same company is it oh is it yeah yeah, yeah. It's the same title yeah there must have been a certain team that did those those games, and there's a there's a two screen. Is it Darius Two? It's got two screens. I can't remember. I think one it of is. them's got it two. Is. When I was in Japan for my honeymoon in 2010, I saw one of these, and they'd done it with two 30 inch LCD screens on a really big cab, and it looked brilliant. And Ooh. the new Darius Darius Burst, and the the new one, another Chronicle, or whatever it's called, that uses two what 50 inch screens and a big long table, four players. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we've got that up club. You yeah, can fit, I've played that. It's, it's a like good a, game. It's like a bench. You can fit yeah, yeah, four it's people not, on it. It's got four, subwoofers in the bench, hasn't it? I think so. It's a nice game. Yeah, I do like that one. But yeah, it, it, it does look good, mine. It's really, really clever. The graphics are brilliant. But 1994, you'd expect that from a game that late. Mm. Yeah. Uh, cabinet art, it was just a title. A red, a red cartridge on a board. Mm, so F3 kit. Presumably these came in candy cabs a lot. I would have yeah, thought. I think so. I mm-hmm. think so, yeah. Look nice in a candy, yeah. Mm, also, trivia. The F3 hardware was called Taito Cybercore in North America. Ooh, okay. I didn't know that, now I do. The one I had had F3 on it, so I called it that. F3. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, my Lord, we've got... A load of players again. Can I say now, I can't remember how much I got because I didn't play it very much and I wasn't that interested in it. Sorry. About 400,000, something like that. I think I did most of level two. Yeah, yeah, that'll sound about right. Yeah, say whatever, don't matter. Starting off at the very lowest, Andrew Driver. Well done. You get a for being at the bottom. (laughs) 146,800. And it was his first go, so we'll forgive him for that. Yeah, and uh, Andrew Bug doesn't exist. Sal Bug does exist. Yes, though. he does and definitely he, exist. And he's got 301,410. Sorry, guys, but I just couldn't get into this one. It looks like it could be fun, but this 52-year-old doesn't have the same twitch reflexes anymore. Oh. Talked about that last time. He's got the reflexes for kangaroo, though. Mm. Uh, Basil, oh, sorry, Kitty Ping first, 304,570. Basil the Sane, 307-370. Darius Gaiden, level 3. Struggle with this one. The old reactions are not what they once were. Another one about reactions. Benson Rad's been on. He's been playing it. 332,140. Drumsy, 366-700. He of the arcade sidekick app. Get it on Apple, iOS, Storyface, whatever it is, or Google Play. Yes, definitely get that app. It's really good. I say you can track your scores. Uh, Virgil's auntie, three hundred ninety-eight thousand hundred twenty. ZX Michael, four hundred one nine twenty. Had three or four goes. This one is not for me. I'm not into these fancy modern games. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. You know it's, it's not. If you think of it as a modern game, but it's actually twenty-eight years, years old. Yeah, yeah, twenty-eight years old. 
20, yeah, 27 million. Oh, Rav's been on. He's getting back into it. 506,580. Not bad score. Old Man Steve, 531,300. Exploding Pimble Man, 533,950. Sean P, 595,410. Uh, Mr. 20 to 5, Neil, 623,020. And he says, sorry, but it's no Black Tiger. That's probably his favourite game. To be fair, I've never liked the Darren's Gardens games. Darius Gaden, get it? Uh, mm. And this is no exception. Next, please. Bing, ping. We missed a trick there, Darren's Garden, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Mr. Messi, 655-530. Not played this one properly before. It looks nice, but seems lacking in gameplay elements to me. Saves wear and tear on your buttons, though. Mm. Yeah, it does. Groove Furnishings, LLC, the polishing company. Uh, 693,430. <laughs> One punch, Rob. That's two punch. Two punch, Rob. 758, 7.30. Managed to fight my way through nearly three full stages of Darius Guy Den. I'm really liking it, but not have much time to play. Love the graphics, music, and it plays pretty smooth. Like Smooth FM. What are you listening to? I'm listening to Barry White. I'm not sure what's going on. Me neither, mate. Me neither. But it seems nice. If a little bit hectic. So, Mr. Michael Vortman, 773,860. Two bosses dead. I'm really impressed with myself. I'm really impressed with myself. Well done, Michael. Like the game, good flow, even when the music is a bit strange. Mm. It's him of the biscuits. He sent us those lovely biscuits. Oh, yes, yes, thank you. Tactical Giles, 776,370. I like it, not very good at it. Sort of my, my life story, actually. <laughs> Pilbo, 798,620. Zestora, 810,760. Uh, J. Ping Barber, 918,940. Quite like this one. Auto fire makes a big difference for me. Nice looking game and great sound. Two bosses see my limit on one credit. Looks like some very good scores are being posted. And we're just about to get into those ones now. Jeremy Riley. Do it properly. Jeremy Riley. Yeah. Not as good as you. Can you do it, Vic? Jeremy Riley. <laughs> 971,830 points. Mark Watt, no gravy. 1,000,000, first of the million point club, 80,500 points. Ed Horse and his assorted hooves, 1,086,960. Because of the Covids, I don't think Ed's been to work... And we've not got the, uh, the the horses scoreboard, have we? No, oh, that could be. It. Look, look, looking forward to getting them back. K June, Chris Smith, MPU of the Minimum Power Down podcast. Yes. What? Oh, hello. He's going quite well. One million two hundred points, hundred forty thousand. And he says, "Not sure I'll get more time on this today. I think I could have done better if I'd increased the auto fire speed, but otherwise probably found my limit." Good game. I do like robot fish. Yeah, the thing with Mame is he's got his little cab, and mm-hmm. he's I think he's got a Raspberry Pi four in it now. Okay. With with Mame on that, I think it's either Mame two thousand and three or the other one. You have to load in cheat files dot cht files, and they're specific to each game. Right. So there's not a lot of games have got them really. I think you have to sort of dive into the code and sort it out and this one didn't have one so anyone playing on raspberry pi probably not got the speeded up auto fire that we had the version of main i'm using on my pc in front of me on like windows crappy pc in front of me hasn't got those cheats on i couldn't get them working for some reason but 
the joystick I was using has got uh, is a USB zero delay um, board in it, and that has mm. actually got. I actually wired them up the other day because I didn't have them wired up, and I put some extra buttons at the back. They've got a button on there for turbo fire, so you hold the button mm. in, press the button you want to be turbo, and let go of it, and then that's turbo. And there's a clear button. You hold the clear button down, and tap the button you want to clear back to normal, and it goes back to normal. And I was using the the turbo fire on that. I don't know what rate it is though. It just it's just turbo fire. I'm not sure. You know what? What sort of ratio it it fires the bullets at? I'm not sure, but it was working okay. That's what I was yeah. using. In newer versions of Mame, there's the auto fire is in a plugins. Yes. In plugin, and then you've got to enable it. I'm, I can't remember what I did, but you've got to kind of enable it. Copy some cheat files over into your folders. Right. Go into Mame I and I and put cheats equals one. Yeah. yeah. And then you're away, and that's all you have to do. Yeah, oh, I sorry. couldn't get it working Plug- on mine, but I, I wasn't too worried about it. But it's not in the cheat menu anymore. It's a, it's a proper plugins menu which you can do other sorts mm-hmm. with. I don't know what. Mm. Louis, little, little Louis Wellum, do it properly. Louis Louie, oh yeah, he's got his own theme tune now. That's, that's cool. Yeah, this lad's good. He's really good. Millionaires Club, one point two million, one million two hundred twenty-eight thousand one hundred thirty. Louis has scored this score. Not a bad effort. Well done, lad. That's his dad. Not a bad effort. Pretty brilliant. Well done. Uh, P Gids. 1,231,360 points. Ross, Ross, we had a discussion about this. Yeah. 1.272 million. And now we got 2.3 million on the Switch with auto fire. But we did yeah, say... we're not having it. We're not having it, Ross, Ross. Get out. We did say that console, games made for the consoles may have been slightly altered. The ones we're playing are just... We are harsh mistresses. We're not having it. Just MAME ROMs. So yeah. You're, you're yeah. At MAME, Groovy MAME, yeah. Raspberry Pi. Kick him in the name. shin, Sean. Yeah. Sorry, Ross Ross. Yeah. Good score, though. Yeah. So I don't, uh, know what, I don't know if the Switch one is the same or not. We just don't know. We don't know. Nope. <laughs> nope. Bill Wellham, uh, 1.35 million. Uh, played for three hours nonstop until I got a serious migraine. Yes, it's technically brilliant, but not actually that much fun. Far too much going on for my 56-year-old brain. Level 4 is my limit. Way too bloody hard. Next game, please. I agree, and I didn't get anywhere near that score. <laughs> Laughing at this next one. He is Jimmy. 1,373,560 of your points. He's put fun fact. Gaiden is actually Japanese for garden. No, it's not. And da- oh, I know. And Darius is Japanese for lady. Lady garden. Oh. Dear, oh dear. True that, maybe. Uh, he, he has just been cancelled. Null and void for that point. No, no. Beautiful looking game. Shame the sound is emulated badly in MAME. I grew to like it until level four, then the difficulty just takes the Darius. I thought the sound was all right in MAME. Yeah, so did I. Maybe he's got wonky ears. Could have wonky ears. Uh, Paul McCaskey, 1.4299 million. I love the graphics and style of the game, certainly when I play again sometime, but I do think it gets a bit bullety hell at times. And maybe the rank is a bit mean. Yes, they both are. Mm, sold the bowl. Oh. Sold 1.558 million. Wow, he's been going on, hasn't he? I've always found the Darius game to be a bit sterile, somewhat somewhat soulless. But this is actually pretty decent with some nice tricks and secrets. Okay, glad you liked it. Rygar, 1.7 million, 670 points. 
Mike Orwell, 1.866 million. Wow. Use your game of dodge bullet hell until you die. Lose your power-ups and game over. Not very exciting. They're not. It's not really a bullet hell. People call bullet hell. I would say it is. Because there's a lot of bullets on the screen. Bullet hells have small hitboxes. Yeah, and, and it's more of a pa- it's more patterns, isn't it, of bullets everywhere. So it's not yeah. quite filling the screen, but it is very hectic. And there's a lot mm. of quick bullets there as well. Uh, Mr. Berserker, two million and ten thousand eight hundred and eighty. This is the two million point club here. Uh, Mr. Sean, well done, sir. You got two point three 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 million three hundred twenty points. It's not bad. Got Level s- seven, you said, wasn't it? The s- no, no six, got, got uh, to seven. six. Yeah. And up until this morning, I was like second. Oh wow. Or, or third. And now all these guys put these scores. Yeah, really, they've, they've really laid a bit, mate. God damn it. Uh, GJ Harris got 2.539 million. Time to hit upon these watery crustaceans. Rods and nets at the ready. Welcome to Darius. A few practice runs. A few practice runs, just shy of 1 million. Many clownfish were dispersed with Bruce Sirred up with shouting, Fish are friends, not food. Sorry, Nemo. Stage M, that's tough. That thing throws kitchen sinks, toilet rolls, and Lynx Africa spray at you. Oh. Yeah, it, yeah, I, I, I pasted two of his comments together there. He got just short of a million, mm-hmm. and then he got his two and a half million. Wow. Button mashing fun and buttons from Cinderella is the same guy, I finally realised. Uh... It's, it's, it's called but Buttons on Sidekick and Button Mashing Fun on Twitter. Mad two, about buttons. Two million six hundred twenty-five thousand five hundred and eighty. These are getting good days. Mm-hmm been a huge fan of this game since i built my first bar top back in 2014 it was a hidden gem for me and i've been picking my i've been picking away ever since great pick for this month's game pete yeah well done uh this is number two in our rankings matt neo mk two million eight hundred and five thousand nine fifty just shy of the three million club which nobody's in a great surprise this one really enjoyed this fantastic shooter lovely graphics and uniquely operatic music it's a row. Level choices <laughs> give some variety, and it's a fair weapon system. Magic, great choice, Mr. Harm. Mm. In first place... Running away with it. He comes in, he does a mic drop, and he buggers off again. Yeah, he's, he's down the road. You can't even see him. He's that far ahead. Pearl. Pearl's back. Yeah. 7,900,960. No miss. Auto fire 30 was used. That's 30 hertz. Yeah. That is... That's how they, the new, I say new, it's quite old now. The plug-in is in Hertz. So that's what that's what um, Ross Ross was using on the Switch, I presume. Could be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Most of your score on most routes will come from the end of the game, so try and try to die as little as you can. When you get to the end of the game, you get a bonus for out a million points for every ship you've got left. Oh, right. So that's why he's got so, so many. He's a no-miss, yeah. So he had four, four ships left, so that's four million. How... Did he do this? I don't know. His then, video was the one I watched. And uh, after level two, I just went, no, no way. I'm not playing that. Because it's just manic. I was like, how are you miss- How are these bullets missing you? What? Mm. I, I don't understand. It's yeah, crazy. He's, and I think you get, for these the mid-level bosses that you capture, you get 200,000 for each of them, and he captured three. That's how so I learned got- about that, because Pearl... I think I watched a video, I watched um, some of his hints, and that's how I learnt you can grab the fish with the, the domes on, and mm. you get big points for doing that. It's quite quite a good little thing, that. 
Like so 4.6 4. million bonus for finishing the game. He's real well done, mate. That is an incredible score. Where was Mr. Charlie Far? Too busy playing carnival, I suppose. What he said was... <laughs> nope. He, he, he doesn't want to put a lot of time in to learn a game and to never play it again because he doesn't... It's just not for him. Some of these, some of these frantic shooters are just not for him. I get, I get that. They're not for me either. I really not for mm. me. Uh, Ports and sequels. Uh, this came out on, I presume, hardware that's similar to the consoles. This was um, PS One, Saturn, PC, PS Two, Xbox. It's the thirty-two bit systems, isn't it? I presume. Mm. I pres- I don't know what the hardware is in F three. It must be higher than sixty-eight thousand. It must be getting onto Pentium kind of computer hardware. Surely no. You were right the first time. It is a pair of 68,000 CPUs. Uh, there's a, I'll put a link there for the Darius series from the Hardcore Gaming 101 site. I love that site. Changes and improvements. I would say energy bar on the bosses. Yeah, that energy help. bar. That would help. Like, like cave shooters, because they take ages to kill some of them, especially if you're, you're powered up. They power up. But so also, you, when, you, when you're trying to knock bits off of them, if you're good at it, you should have a little extra energy bars for each bit as well that'd be quite cool mm-hmm. and if you did if you hit hit them like in a a place it really hurts they could do like a little squeak like, right right in ghoulies Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, you bugger. Ooh. Ooh. power-ups float around for too long yeah they get in the way if you don't want to use them they'll get right in the way don't they it, it almost makes you have them by accident and that is yeah, a pain you- in the backside the only one, the only one you don't really want if you're playing the rate rankings game is the red one for the forward fire. Get all the rest. Yeah, but yeah, they're they're sort of hovering around for ages. Just go which is, away. Which is normally good in a shooter because it gives you time to collect them. But you don't. You, I didn't want them. because yeah. I wanted the game easier. There's so a lot going to... on the screen as well. So if you're yeah. trying to dodge something, you're going to run into one of them if you don't want it. It's a pain in the backside. Mm-hmm. But also on the ports and sequels. Did Pete say there's a brand new Darius collection just come out on modern consoles? Mm. And this is on it. This is actually on the compilation. So if you want to play this game on a modern console, I presume that's where Ross Ross was playing it. Go get that. I think it's a nice physical release of it as well. And I think there's special limited edition versions of it. So if you're really into Darius, go get it. Mm. Changes or improvements? What? So what do you think? I think don't care because I'm not going to play it again. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I'm not too keen on these. I don't know what is. Maybe it's just there's too much going on the screen for me. Mm. It does look great and everything, but I, I think I'm not that great at these games, so I'm, I'm a bit of biased the other way, really. But when I watch Pearl's video and you see it getting crazy later on, I'm thinking my brain can't keep up with that. It's just madness. Uh, I, it just it just puts me up. If I walk past that in the arcade, I wouldn't even play it. I just look at it and go, nah, I'm not doing that. Oh look, there's uh, there's kangaroo. I'll go and play that <laughs> or something. <laughs> I just wouldn't play it. No, it's it, I, I wouldn't. Uh, if you made the game a little bit more simple, I would prefer it. Mm. Maybe that's, I do quite like the original Darius with the, the big long screen. You know, the three screens, and it's a bit simpler. Yeah, I, I like the idea of the fish. That's quite good because if you watch any um, or study some deep sea aquatic creatures, they are quite creepy, and they make yeah. good alien spaceships. So yeah, I quite like that idea. Yeah, the music does bug me though. That wibbly wobbly um, opera, opera to me is like 
multiple nails down multiple blackboards. I, I can't stand opera. So yeah, that, I don't, yeah, I can't I don't be like, dealing with that. It's not really opera, really. It's electronic music, isn't it? Like yeah, some, but it's like a wobbly uh, female vocal. I would say. I'm not keen. Not keen. I'm not keen on opera. I'm not keen on jazz. Freeform jazz. Do you know what? <laughs> right. I'll tell you something here, right? And I hope he's listening. <laughs> There's a jazz musician I know called Harry Bolt. He's a young lad. Really nice guy, really into pinballs, really into video games. And he is a jazz pianist by profession. That is his job, and he's really good. He's released a few albums. He plays clubs and stuff. He's got his own band. And I'm not keen on jazz, and Alex and I, who also knows him, we're both friends of his, we went to see him play jazz at a club in London. It was a really good night out. I absolutely loved it. I wouldn't buy jazz music. I wouldn't listen to it in the car but watching and listening to it live, amazing. All those uh, players were absolutely brilliant, and it sounded amazing. It wasn't the kind of standard jazz you'd think of. It was just really good music. And I, if you ever saw something live, I think you might quite enjoy it. But it's not the kind of thing you would get Maybe. into. But live, it was a great night out. We had a good meal together, good talking. Harry was brilliant. It was really, really good. Yeah, enjoyed that mm. a lot. But I don't no. think I could say the same for opera. Not for me. I'd be no. climbing the walls trying to get out. Yeah, yeah, not not so keen. So I annoy or enjoy. Annoy. Enjoy. I enjoy this game. It's a larger than life shoot 'em up. I have mixed feelings about shoot 'em ups with rankings. I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think you, you have to, you put up with them if you like bullet hell. I think, but this one does seem to get it. You can make it work for you. That's that's the only reason I got to level seven is because I was keeping my ranking low. Mm. I think anyway. Cause I'm, and it, well, actually, what I did, I with it with my new stick, with Samoir, I think I have improved my gaming expertise. I did a spreadsheet. I think I've improved it, improved it by 0.07%. Oh, did you collate those figures? Yeah, I played 3,000 games with my, my first stick and then this stick, and I was 0.07% better. That was worth it then. Yeah. Uh, definitely annoy for me. <laughs> this this game, it's, it's simply it's not for me. It's not for the kind of gaming I like. I think this game is for people who are good at shoot 'em ups or who are particular mm. fans of shoot 'em ups. And it doesn't surprise me that Pete chose it because mm. he is good at them and he needs a challenge. And I think this one is very challenging. And it, it just isn't for me. It's not my kind of game. Um, I'm glad it exists. I think it looks good. Um, the sound would be good if it was better music. But I mean, the quality of it is very, very good, very polished, very fast. Uh, but yeah, it's not for me. I, I'm not keen on it. That's all. Mm. So I like. I'm going to try the other Darius games. I'm going to try the, the the first and second one, and I like Burst in the arcade, probably because of the experience of the arcade cabinet, the big four player thing. Playing four players would be a lot of fun, I reckon, on Darius Burst. Uh, but yeah. yeah, not for me. So it does annoy me a little bit. I didn't really play very much of it. I wasn't. I wasn't drawn into it. I played quite a lot of it actually. I was, I was slowly improving. If I had more time, yeah. Actually, I've got a lot of time, haven't I, at the minute? But if I if I put more time into it, 
I think I think I may have one CC'd it if I if I kept. We were the close, weren't you? Getting there. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's that one reviewed to heck. Next show's game. Yes, next show's game. It's me. I'm picking no, Black Dragon, which no, is the, no, which no, is no. or no, Mouser no, no. t- Two, which doesn't exist, but I'm going to write it. You write it. <sighs> it's my choice and typically janky game from me. This is Lasso. It's from SNK, 1982, a good year. Three lives, default. I don't think there's any other settings, so just leave them alone, default. It's a fun little game. A little bit weird. You ever played it before, Sean? No, I'm looking at it now. There's sheep and a man with a wiggly white line. And a dragon in a well, of course. Oh, God. Yeah, I like this one. It's quite fun. Oh, my God. So, everyone... What's the ROM called? Just Lasso. Yeah, just Lasso. L-A-S-S-O. Okay. And you can submit your score for next month's podcast. Uh, email to the site, vertvic at 10 On Twitter, as the hashtag 10pscore, 10pscore. Facebook, as a comment. Uh, Sidekick app, we encourage everyone to go on there. Uh, UK VAT on a message... And anywhere else you can get a hold of us. Uh, the deadline for the score submissions is, oh my goodness, Tuesday 11th of May, 5pm UK time, please. Nice. Well, thank you for listening, kids. You have a good month and we'll catch you in the month of May. In the merry wow. month of May. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Keep thank your you. arcades tidy and go and play some games. Goodbye. Goodbye. You can download or play the podcast Read all the show notes and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10pencearcade and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. 